0: My name is Dustin Zahn and this is Trainwrecks. I'm back after a little hiatus and the good news is that I have a lot of shows lined up so things should be a little bit more regular again. Unfortunately, one of the next episodes was going to be with my good friend Joel Mull but it had to be shelved due to some recording issues. It's a total bummer but we're going to make it up at some point down the road. I'm hoping probably by the summertime. My guests this week have a lot of heat behind them at the moment, and the first guest is Charlie Duff, a.k.a. The Matrix Man. His story starts off as a computer programmer who is about to be apprehended at his office building by two agents in black. However, he took the red pill, and fast forward three movies later, he plays techno all over the world and co-produces Depeche Mode albums. My second guest is Sam Coates, better known as Satoic Mass. He's a younger guy who has released a handful of strong records over the past few years, which have been getting canned by a lot of classy DJs. And on top of that, he runs his own label, SK11, and has become a mainstay on Len Facky's label, Figure. Both these guys are doing great stuff. And uh, I don't want to repeat myself because they're going to go into it in the podcast, And it turned out to be a pretty long one, so we'll just wait to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, It was a lot of fun recording this show, and uh, we put down a couple bottles of wine, so at times we kind of got a little loud and talked over each other, so it was a little chaotic. Uh, Just roll with us, and I hope you dig it. Uh, Lastly, I always forget to mention this, but I guess I should. If you like the show, go on, uh, go online and, I don't know, post a link about it somewhere or tell your friends or do the reviews thing on iTunes and all that shit and basically just spread the word because uh, I'm I'm doing it for you guys anyway. Bye-bye. So another thing today, when I was at uh, this morning, I had to go get the checkup at the doctor for this health insurance that I'm this new one I'm trying to get. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and they're going through the form. The application, like, uh, what's your occupation? Yeah, DJ, musician, whatever, and going through the bill of health. And they go through, like, the addictions and stuff. Like, (laughs) drugs? No. Alcohol? No. Sure about the alcohol? And I'm like, well, I, I have the occasional drink. And he's like... Well, because I've I've talked to other DJs before, and this one guy, he's very famous. He's got serious stomach issues, and I told him, like, you have to quit drinking or really? maybe you'll die. He's like, well, I can't. I'm a DJ. It's part of the job. I have to drink <laughs> all the time. You can't DJ and not drink. That's fucked up. And I'm like, I don't know about that. That's not the case. Depends. You know, sometimes you it talk helps. About Jaeger, then, and he's yeah. like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's different from him. You know, he is famous and successful. And I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs>
0: So, anyway, should we do this? It's probably a Vici or something. Yeah, who knows? He lives in Berlin.
2: That'd be hilarious. Slimming it.
0: <laughs> Today, we got a couple people with us. We got Sam Coates, a.k.a. You got to pronounce your own name because I'm still.
2: Satokmas.
0: Satokmas. That's, that's what I thought it was. And then yeah, I but a lot of people get this
2: wrong. It. I've had so many things where the Satokmas. Uh, I can't even remember the official. I pronounced it with Ste- a hard A
3: Satay-ok mass but mas- see, is that, is that no, not No, I
2: think that's how it is I think there's three syllables in it Okay,
0: that, that's how That's I changed my mind to that like when we decided we were going to do this podcast uh, that maybe that's the way to do because I always used to say satayoc
2: so it's talk, okay. yeah but you, that's like a S-E-T-O-A-C
0: but isn't this a play on, on the letters in your name? No, it's just Sam it's just Coates, but backwards. Was, which is yeah, cr- but which is what's. Which uh, is crazy
3: which to me because I thought, it, when I first saw it, I thought it was the most futuristic shit ever. <laughs> I was
0: Actually, I thought it was the exact opposite, like some Pangea primordial ooze type <laughs> oh, uh, back in the dinosaur days. shit. Like, oh, I bet you that's. Uh, you ah, know.
3: as in mass, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> The other voice you're hearing here is Charlie, a.k.a. Matrix Man. Say what up.
3: Hi, I'm Matrix Man.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: but Dustin, are you not going to do the. Hi, I'm Dustin Zahn. This is Trainwreck's
0: podcast. Well, by the time they're already hearing this, I did that. I'll record that later. Oh, you record that. Yeah, oh, are you go- that. Those things are a pain in the ass, though, because <laughs> it, I can right. sit here and, and talk. Is for... that pre-recorded? Well, it's recorded after. Yeah, because the thing is, I could sit here now, and but then it's like if I have to sit here and say like how you guys make great tracks and everything, to start blushing and we'll have this thing like. <laughs> you best. Do the intro but the separate. thing is, I, it's it's easy to sit here and chat with you, but if you have to talk. On your own in front of the microphone, you know, you start stumbling over words. And you're like, oh fuck, I can redo yeah. that. Sometimes I'd, I, I I'll redo thirty takes on one of them. It drives me <laughs> fucking bananas. What just so. for the intro? Oh yeah, do you just have it yeah, like I've, already like,
3: recorded. It's surprisingly hard. I had, like uh, some uh, friend, Sean, Sean Ronaldo requested some drops for his Red Bull radio show, and I, it, like, it took me. Just kid you're not like sucks, 30 right? tries to get like to, to say what I need to say, yeah, but I think it's because easy. you listen to
0: it back as well.
3: That's nah, because like you
0: want, you, you, you you want do you to do it in the eloquent and
3: then you kind of fumble around <laughs> and you're like, oh man, this is terrible. exactly.
0: <laughs> and you don't know if, like, okay, am I do I actually always speak like an idiot or am I just kind of stumbling some focusing on it or is it a bit of both columns? You never know. So, anyway, um, that's who you guys are, but uh. You guys are both basically friends, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I really mean, uh, recent friends, though. I guess. Recent.
3: Yeah. In, when did we first. Maybe six months or so.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. And through living in Berlin.
3: We, uh, yeah, we first or, met. Uh, was it at Deckmantle? Yeah. Briefly met Deckmantle,
2: very briefly. But we, were, we had we been were in... both top... off our tits. We yeah. Were, we were
3: on one. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: would you expect anything less? No. <laughs> yeah. It was uh it was a wild weekend. <laughs> It nice. Was, was that the festival or yeah. Ade
2: or what? It was the festival. Um, was but I think maybe we'd been in brief contact before then. Yeah, we we, we had Chad. found out we were mutual fans, mutual uh, fans uh, <laughs> that, each other.
3: <laughs> and yeah, I I'd, I'd always loved Sam's tracks, but then I I caught wind that Jeff Mills was playing him, and I and I was like, oh shit, man! That it made me really happy to see, um, you know, arguably the greatest name in techno to be giving yeah. uh, Sam spins. And I was like, all right. That's awesome. That's true. It kind of reiterated. I I knew he was a badass, but seeing that was like, oh, like it was, you know, Jeff is like, he's very particular with his technical. He doesn't play just just anyone's stuff. He plays really, fuck, he has a very interesting taste. He doesn't even open
0: my promos.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't even know how he got my, well, how he got that promo either.
0: That's awesome kind of strange how it got into his hands. Do you know what he was playing for
2: anybody that was was, was Um, listening? He was playing the track from Work Them called Man Ray, which was kind of like, one of my first proper EPs since my release on Animal Farm from like, which was from like 2013, that was like my release after that release, which had like maybe a eight month gap or something he, he like that. He played a couple of tunes of yours, did he? Did he not? I, I thought he played... He was doing the rounds on this one track.
1: Okay.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, now you got to send him shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, before we start... You know, just chatting about whatever. We'll do the quick little history lesson for both of you guys. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first.
3: After you, Charlie. Uh, history lesson.
0: Yeah, I mean, you- <laughs> in
3: What we've done and what, et cetera, or what we're about, or.
0: Yeah, since there's two of you, we won't go down the whole history, but like you did your first record, what, how many years ago?
3: Um, my very first piece of wax probably came out six, or seven years ago. I, was, I had a brief stint uh, in a duo called Skin and Bones and uh, was that a breakbeat thing it skin and bones was a, was a clusterfuck thing it was uh, <laughs> we were we initially we were doing a lot of gangster rap but we were working with with pretty pretty uh big dudes like pretty pretty big heavy hitters like uh, namely YG and Ty Dolla $ign who are like superstars mm-hmm. and you know relatively superstars how did that come across though um that was we you know we I, I was raised on rap and always had like an affinity for it and after kinda of growing disillusioned with rap I discovered I got into drum and bass and then later on house and techno and and everything in between. So it was a really circuitous roundabout fucked up path but like um yeah, I don't know. It was it was a it, it didn't really make much sense looking back in retrospect it was it was like very uh uh, I don't know. Sl- what's the word? Slapdash, I suppose, or like, or a haphazard. In 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 that we were following whatever creative whims we had, but it was good because we like throughout the years we we somehow became adept at making rap, dance music, in all um, shapes and forms.
0: So it was an invaluable learning experience.
2: Yeah, I, I guess it was good education.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: I mean, I I can't stress enough. I've said it numerous times on the show. I tell people all the time. The best way to become a better producer even if it's just techno or anything try to make everything cuz you learn a lot you're not
2: used to yeah exactly you know
0: because uh I mean there is something to be said about like kind of perfecting a technique but that that should come later
2: yeah that's that's. I
3: I I'm um, a firm believer in that and, and the I more mean, genres you can try your hand at the the better you're going to be the better
0: of a producer I think you'll be ultimately you know yeah so I don't know I I think that's that's a huge thing and then um you know, to to go a little further, you you, you did some stuff for uh, Delft, an album for Spectral Sound, right? album for or Ghostly actually. Ghostly, so
3: the yeah. So, it, 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 long story short, the Skin and Bones thing was a duo, and I got to the point where I was like, I wanted to start to focus on music alone, and that's when the I started uh, trying my hand at at more house and techno oriented things. I was doing the Charles McLeod moniker, which is my my middle name. And my first name, and then I'll then Matrix Man kind of came about, and um, the skin and bone stuff was actually doing r- really well, considering. Uh, but it was just like it's it for whatever reason, it, f- it felt imperative to me to to try to do the the solo thing. I wanted to like prove that I could do it all alone, um, and that's when all that stuff it, like really cool things started to happen with uh, Matrix
0: Man, um, which was a hilarious. Uh, that, that that was the case. Yeah, well, what, before we go further, one of the main questions, or actually, it came in a couple times, but someone wants to know, or many people want to know, how tired are you of hearing all the Matrix references and jokes pointed your way? So, actually, I, I, you know, <laughs> it, uh, fair
3: play, fair play. I mean, I know I'm an, I'm an easy target for that stuff. Anyone who's actually, who, you know, knows their shit when it comes to science fiction would, would instantaneously um, kind of draw correlations between... William Gibson or any any of the old eighties cyberpunk, uh, sort of stuck in the trapped in the machine, type uh, imagery as it were. So the, it's like that, and that's basically where I'm coming from. Like the idea of like, uh, were, were you young enough to see Max Headroom or be aware? Yeah, yeah, of yeah course. for sure. So so that, that's a generational thing. The like kids these days don't know about Max Headroom. No, like, I, actually, I definitely so, don't know about so <laughs> Max Headroom. Was, uh, was a huge. comedic persona but he was like a genius of of a kind I suppose and he was this uh, newscaster snarky sort of really funny ass dude but he was this persona what was it a a movie it was based based, there was a science fiction movie a short movie movie, I think it was a British film initially and then it turned in translated into this cult personality and he was this newscaster trapped inside the machine and that is actually far more relevant to what I don't know I can relate more to that than The Matrix like no offense to the... Yeah. Uh, well, where, does it,
2: where does the name Matrix Man come from? So Just the, whole, of the was, whole science fiction... You
3: know, yeah, it's basically the idea of this, like... It, it started off as a joke, because people were calling me Lord of the Matrix from being online too much and whatnot. And <laughs> I started to... You know, Keyboard warrior. Exactly. <laughs> basically. And I started to get really into uh, the singularity and transhumanism and stuff, and the idea of, like, you know, potentially uploading one's consciousness to um, to a computer... And so it ended up taking on like a really, really deep, uh, pr- a profound, a lot more profound meaning. You know, the idea of like someone that's fully digitized and stuff. Yeah. And it also sounds like some cold ass shit to say to someone. Like, sounds like some slightly, you know, street name from the '80s. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, was good.
0: I'm Matrix man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what yeah. it is. But the thing is, I mean, I don't know. It, it also kind of fits with the whole where you're at right now currently with techno too. It's like very mechanical. There's it's not as humanized or at least I don't know what you're making in the studio now but the shit that I've heard in the last let's say year or something so but yeah didn't Max Red Max Headroom have a TV show in the States too or he, he was like a Guest a uh, co um, I don't remember. I, su- I remember seeing him uh, being featured uh
3: as a guest on some talk show. But he, yeah. he was like his humor the, he was actually a really funny, really sharp dude. I gotta show you some of I, yeah, he Sam, I
0: think he was in Pepsi commercials or something. Oh, yeah, he was, no, he yeah, was mean, like
3: he was massive but and he, but it was actually really really cool conceptually really cool. Yeah. And he would always like uh Stutter or whatever because oh, the programming like, was off or whatever. Apparently, there's actually a, there's a preset on. This is some geek sh- geek talk. There's that, I think there's a um, an Eventide H3000 preset that does that. Really? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. an exact <laughs> preset that they use for that particular. That's thing. why you,
2: didn't you just get one of them?
3: No, I, I I'm keen
0: on getting one. I I, I need an, uh, an Eventide, <laughs> uh, just for that. <laughs> yeah, all <I know>, right. <laughs> Good luck find one in good condition and then find one for an affordable price so that's, well that's the thing
3: they're the plug I just I've, I caught wind that um, the Eventide have plug-in versions of it I'm actually considering getting one just even though you know, the hardware would be not so great. great honestly not so great you
0: tried it yeah well I mean I, I don't own it but I've tried it in other studios and at first I have some friends yeah. that bought it and they were pretty feeling lackluster on it really well like, well fucking fire it up I want to give it a shot yeah and I mean, there's like cool presets. You definitely get some use out of it, but it's not like having a unit. So, you know.
1: and
3: for with that said, for 300 bucks, you could get uh, you could actually buy like a, um, in, a in Sonic DP4 or some, some some actual hardware that would probably have loads more character than a yeah, a, if you know like how to use in. it. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. <a>
0: digital plugin. <laughs> um, Do you have any other questions? For you? No. Um. So let's that move one to you. Good. Have a, Sorry, have a good one, man. No, was, thank <laughs> you, man. Over. Ciao, ciao. Nice one, <laughs> nice one, <laughs> man. So Sam, uh, go on. <laughs> you're you're relatively new to putting out records and everything. Fairly new. Last yeah. what three years,
2: roughly, something like that. Definitely three years. Uh, I would say three years is a key point. I would say four years, but I don't know whether I count the first ones as.
0: I don't count my first 10. No, no, exactly. I don't no. know
2: whether anybody does. Yeah. I feel first I, ten I records were
0: shit. No when, I, when I when I'm looking it, at yeah.
2: an artist, I always skip back to the first records because I always think they're the ones that are gonna be most unknown. But then actually they're kind of like the ones that you should really miss out. Yeah, you never know. I feel like yeah. that with my career as well.
3: As in the, the the first part of people's career isn't the best, do you think?
0: Well, Not unless you're like somebody
2: who's portrait like James Ruskin or somebody like that, then you're gonna always go back to some or stuff. For
0: sure. <laughs> but so i mean um i have some questions actually if for say yeah you for have, have you always
2: made techno? did you
3: make anything else before like, no I, I always fancied you were maybe a grime producer or something in your previous <laughs> I incarnation
2: wish. no I, I used to listen to a little bit of grime in did the past you? but it was only a brief stage i actually prefer grime more nowadays than i did back then it's I, because the grime, grime, of it's grime nowadays mental, is
3: quite man. good it's great it's really cool actually I mean, like, when it Stormzy comes... Stormzy is pretty good. Oh, and Stormzy also, State.
2: I listen to... Uh, oh, I can't think of the names. Rico is one of my... Uh, there's a, a rapper. Yeah, yeah, from. yeah. Um, gigs maybe. Gigs, okay. There's some other people. Um, oh, there was one guy that I listened to the other day, and I was really impressed, but I can't remember his name exactly. Yeah.
3: So you've been techno the whole time, right? Um
2: No, it was kind of like mainly, maybe minimal... Because okay. that's the kind of thing what really got me into electronic music was yeah. listening to minimal. I mean Minus back in the day was kind of like it was a was a thing in their own category and you couldn't really you couldn't really miss out Richie Horton or like the no. whole Magda Geyser or Troy Pierce, like Troy Pierce, Twenty Five Bitches is kind of like a classic from my childhood from 16 plus, you know, so, so
3: you, you never messed with, uh, around with this. Is I'm like, that's fine. It's okay. A, I can just kick back and drink. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, relieving uh, Dustin <laughs> of his duties
2: temporarily. It, You've had the, enough though. 30, 30 episodes deep. Yeah.
3: damn near 40
2: so So, it's on vacation uh, what's
3: uh, did you ever do house or anything it's only I
2: I literally I tried to make house a couple of times honestly it just wasn't for me like I'm not the type of guy that would would make house music so I think the the, darkness of minimal and then the darkness of techno kind of all all wrapped into one that's what the crossover period was because I feel like maybe in 2008 there was this whole before that there's this whole like uh, maybe like d c ten and a lot of clubs in i b for they were playing minimal yeah. and like proper minimal, and then there was this whole crossover within the pa- sp- within the space of like six months or like a year, and everybody started making house music, so that was a kind of point where i was like turning I don't, I, yeah turning point where i was like i don 't want to listen to like house music's too happy for me. Yeah. And then maybe like... Uh, you need some real
3: tortured soul. Yeah, to dar- exactly.
2: <laughs> I think Function actually came to Manchester one time. Yeah. And that was like a couple of friends were like, oh, yeah, we should we should go and watch this guy. And we, like we didn't really know who, who it was exactly. He's a bad we went, man, to, Yeah, man. exactly. And then we went to watch him. And then it was like, that was it from there. And then started listening to like the CLR podcast by Chris Liebing. Yeah. And then one thing all them kind of like... Dustin's on, I think,
0: was on there for... Uh, I was a on a bunch. Early, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. right. You uh,
3: made quite the. You made a few cameos with that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think outside of the CLR crew, I might have been the guy that did the most on that. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely I, recognize I that name. Don't quote me on that, Probably but I'm pretty sure. Numbers. Yeah, but I mean, at, back then when that podcast came out, it was kind of like it wasn't the only game in town, but it was, it was one of the only ones. It was, and it was a big, big. It was a yeah. big deal. So there were not like, many
3: people doing pop tech yeah. podcasts. podcast. Yeah. And it was
0: it was really credible. So if I did one let's say drum code record a year yeah. and one CLR podcast, my schedule is full yeah. and I was doing it a shitload besides that. So. you mean in yeah. terms of
3: gigs and stuff? Yeah. Oh damn. That's now wild.
0: like I did a podcast a little over a month ago. I don't think anybody fucking listening knows that I did it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Which one was it? <laughs> exactly. Invite's choice. Go download it. Uh, but Actually, I'm a huge fan know, of, I, uh, I,
3: of, in, well, of Invite's uh Yeah. Podcast. He does a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I
0: mean, there's, uh, there's some cool stuff on there. I don't, download as many anymore but once in a while I I want to see what the fuck people are up yeah. to and it's kind of a who's who of
2: tech I, pref- I preferred so. it when he did his intro though because there oh, was yeah. like the early ones which was like in his Dutch accent with the hello mm-hmm. this is invite <laughs> it was really that's the thing you need the intro he's a madman
3: he he read out my track listening back to me he was like hey I recognize every track except for this one what is this and I was like oh it's this track he's like oh yeah I have the vinyl it's the black, black one right and I'm like I don't know what, which, what, which one is." And I'm like <laughs> I, did, I didn't I did even provide a track list. Yeah. And he, like, he he knew every fucking track. Like, yeah. The dude's an encyclopedia. No swearing, Charlie. I'm sorry.
0: You can say all the seven Sinley words. Right? <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is yeah, I mean, like, Sonny Sharp is kind of like that as well. <laughs> Do you guys know of him yeah, from Ireland? I was, yep. No, I don't, I don't He's know, actually, so. like, talking about that like, Jeff Mills record, my uh,
2: friend Andrew, who does the A&D, hmm. he was the person that said to my friend that Jeff Mills was playing my track at live festival from like not last year, but maybe the year before he texts my friend, Andrew and then Andrew in turn texts me saying that he'd
0: spotted that he was playing that track, which was nice one.
2: So he is a, he is a definite legend from all points. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's a great DJ also, but he, he's he got this thing that's worth checking out. It's called the quarterly crate Update yep. or something. And it's, it's, like- it's just him on camera for three hours going through his record bag, playing wow. records for like a minute and being like, you know, here's a new Matrix, man. The old ones were better, but this is still pretty good. <laughs> you know, shit
2: like that. Standard. Standard. No, and that takes a lot of dedication as well. And also the whole somewhere. of the track listing is there as well. But he is like, yeah. he is dedicated to techno. 100%. I, give you. I think a lot of Irish people are dedicated to techno. And
0: he's got a ton of range. You know, he'll yeah. play like some blistering-ass shit, and then he'll play an electro some- record, and then... Uh, you know, I, would, I don't want to say like a minus, but maybe a stripped down minimal record yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. You know, yeah. you never know. So. Yeah, he's got a really broad range.
3: What's his name again?
0: Sunil
2: Shop.
3: Oh, Sunil Sharp. Yeah. yeah. You can check what... out his show on YouTube. It's,
0: okay. Um, He was supposed to come on the podcast, but uh, just on the weekends when people come in and out, there's two things. Either the flights are really fucked up or people end up in a black hole called Berghein and uh, they, yeah. they don't come back out until Tuesday, <laughs> oh, so... Yeah, Tuesday and then That's the recovery period to Wednesday. I've, I've had to cancel a lot of uh episodes of on the show and people are like, <laughs> Where's the episode this week? I'm like, Take a take a guess <laughs> yeah. Lust in the Abyss. <laughs> yeah. But uh so you started records a couple years ago or yep. putting them out. Yep. Since then, you, you, SK11 is your own label. Or? SK11 is my own label. Okay. yeah.
2: Okay, so you did some stuff on there. Yep, and that's more, like three releases deep. The next one's going to be in. It should be in April, but I mean, with the whole record pressing thing at the moment, I mean, it's still a little bit delayed. Kill a so. label, man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm big, big fan. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I don't know how sure. it. I don't know how it took off properly, but I mean, it's it's doing well. So I'm really happy with it. That's awesome. And I mean, it's it's kind of like for the time being, it's all for myself, which is kind of like. I had a lot of letdowns in the past with release. With, with release wise, I won't go too much into that. But I mean, like you me there, both, there was a man. lot of false promises. Everybody, there has was a lot that. of false promises, which really like just kicked me in the teeth. You know, yeah. saying to friends like, "Oh, this is going to happen," and then it doesn't happen. Then you feel like the the idiot on that part. So I was like, "I'm going to just do this all myself." There's something
3: beautiful about you know taking ownership of uh, your own fate and you know putting out your own music. Like if you look yeah, at all the belief in your own music cats, as well, like the, the, the real badasses. They're really not. Most of them are not um, looking for cosigns. They uh, just—they actually don't even want to put out other people's music. They just put out their own music, and so there's nothing. There's not. I think that's actually like. The, the coolest thing to do and also yeah. i
2: feel like if if you actually make music and you believe in your own music then like what what's the harm in putting it out there i mean yeah. if if other people don't like it in the end of the day you like it so i mean it's like kind of a selfish act in one part but also but that's yeah, it's very that's like it's very real to like me as a person because sk11 is like the postcode from my hometown as well which is like it, it all stems from there so Manchester, like, whole tight, uh, Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, Manchester M M oh, M one. But I, I'm SK? like I'm like a false Mancunian.
3: What's that? What's what's SK? SK
2: eleven. F- like four? Macclesfield, but that is the hometown of Joy Division, so I, I stand proud of that. Yeah, um, Mac- Macclesfield. How do you say it? Macclesfield. Macclesfield. I've never heard of that. before. No, it's
0: like 25 miles outside of Manchester,
2: but it's the closest. Close to, enough. Okay. Close enough to be in that vein.
0: I'm a massive factory records fan is that yeah. all they talk about over there or is that kind of, <laughs> yeah like <yeah. Back> 51 <laughs> kind of like in, in minneapolis all we hear about is prince and who's yeah. gonna do and you know well that's about it really yeah. mostly prince but i mean i don't know i've i think 24 hour party people is
1: that was a, is it was a great around? documentary though yeah, yeah, i mean yeah.
0: like even as a movie it was really good you can re- re-watch it every oh time. Yeah, Stella, well. you know it's not like straight out of compton or some shit where you're like what the fuck! Well, I mean, is the whole this?
2: hacienda thing was the thing that started off acid house in like in England, yeah. in England as a whole, and it actually it kicked it, it off. It, huh? Yeah, 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 and that was like kind of like, I mean,
3: it's a pivotal moment in history. Yeah, 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 think yeah think definitely.
2: Like the electronic music scene breaking in from uh, like America, where you guys are from. I mean, it's that's we we were importing DJs from there to come and play music to us in England. Oh, totally. you know, there's,
3: there's something special about Manchester too because it has the appeal. It's it, for all intents and purposes. It is a it is a large city, but it doesn't have all the bullshit you encounter in London. Now, I love London a no, bit, no, but it's just, London's it's so most so, It is. I mean, London's. It's, it's a shame, but it's fucked because of how expensive it yeah. is and all the property development and yeah, and exactly. you know rent is. Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's it's the absolute worst case scenario in terms yeah. of like unaffordable. Yeah, you would uh, never housing. get. Yeah, yeah in I Manchester. Mean, it's so you diff- have a decent. have really nice. You can have reasonably nice flat for yeah, not yeah, so much, definitely, right?
2: definitely, Definitely. Yeah, so that, I mean, are, and also nice people as well. God, Sheffield's close. I, I was going to say <laughs> Sheffield is close, which it's is also the home of Warp. Hour. Oh, is it? That's the home of Warp, Black Dog, all this. But all are, are, these they, are IDM they still in Sheffield? Warp, I guess they move. I guess I they, they moved to, to LA or some jumped shit a yeah, while. No doubt. No doubt. I don't know.
3: But yeah, the, no, the whole uh, north, uh, northern parts of England. Yeah, yeah. Basically I mean, Birmingham, like, you
2: can't miss out that either. I mean, that's like. I don't think I don't think it ever went really further than Manchester because that's like the kind of turning point where it goes a little bit too like too rural and yeah, country, yeah, sorta. Yeah. I would say like Manchester Sheffield, Birmingham, they're like the main the main northern northern cities which really had an impact on um, electronic music. Culture and stuff. Yeah, and culture. Yeah, big up the north. Big up I the gotta north. reiterate though.
0: <laughs> For those listening who if you haven't seen twenty four hour people twenty four hour party people, you gotta check that shit out. I mean, uh, whether you're a fan of music or not, the movie is pretty fucking funny, and it's it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of connections that get made that you wouldn't realize, you know.
2: So, but also the home of Factory Records, I think, is now a student nightclub. Student, yeah, and there was
1: also
3: (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) It (laughs) sounds (laughs) fun. It's like a
2: four-story student nightclub, which is, which yeah, I've definitely been to many times, which. I'm not ashamed of. Oh, so it's not bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it depends if you're out on a Monday night and you're legless drunk. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, at a certain
0: point, shit doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah. where's the next place? That that happens here in Berlin, even. Yeah. You know, like what, what Golden they, Gate. Yeah, Golden Gate. I've never Gate been to Golden Gate yet. I'd love It's
3: a, it's a legendary establishment, but it's a, it's a. It's a dark place. Yeah, yeah. Like, you go there and you emerge. You try to go in there for two beers
2: and you emerge 8 Monday 8 a.m. afternoon. I mean, <laughs> it
3: kicks off on a Thursday. That's the busiest
1: night. It's Thursday. Yeah. It's, it's a... Oh, man. Well, I, I've, I've, I've also never... heard
2: it's the place you go after,
0: like, Burkine or something because it's still open on, like, a Monday or it's, maybe you go to was, or mean, something. I mean, I don't know what it's like these days. but the, And then, of course, it's got the bathroom... Uh, oh, the yeah. pipe that drips down over the dance floor and the whole shit. And I well, mean, it's, it's about as dirty as Berlin's. pipe from up. the bathroom. Yeah. It's filthy. Oof, you know, like happy. a lot of people will but say amazing. clubs like Trezor, Bergheiner, these dirty, grimy techno clubs. I'm like, you don't know shit until you burn a golden
1: gate. I'm sure there's also
2: some it. other ones that we... I
0: oh, yeah. There's, there's plenty of dark, dingy shitholes in Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, when I've been Your home on some off of weekends lately, I've been trying to venture out to other spots because I've I'm not home so much on the weekends, so my only option is like a Sunday night at Burkheim, but Which that should actually, get boring. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm checking out other spots, and there's some cool shit going on. Uh, yeah, okay, the quality, the sound maybe isn't the best or whatever, but it's like st- coming from America, anything's a godsend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I on a Sunday night. Well, that's
3: what's hilarious is that you know, like. For from an American perspective, if you take a, take a place like Trezor or even Magdalena, those by all accounts would be fucking amazing clubs yeah. in America. But, you know, so well, needless to say, Bergheim's like absolutely—it's pin- the pinnacle of all that stuff. But like, even the 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 tier of a few steps removed from Bergheim are still infinitely better than what we oh, encounter yeah. but, in America. But does
2: America not just need the clientele to actually like make it? Like viable to
0: I, need a lot of things. Is, yeah, is it it's, just the? It's
3: just like, I don't know. Like, there's there's some cool clubs for sure in 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 the coastal areas for the most part. But like, they, but they are they still don't really even come close to the B slash C. Where,
2: where have you experienced that maybe comes in like at, at a reasonable distance to the clubs in Europe? Oh, that's tough, man. Where in the states? Yeah, it's
0: yeah. tough. I mean, there's great clubs there's in parties. North America. You got, um, but European caliber though, like that's tough. But this way, output is I'll a put's... European caliber club. I haven't been to Shemansky yeah. since it was redone. Uh, have you done that or? Yeah. Where okay. is this? Um, like stereo mon- well, Stere- that's yeah, that's I've Canada. Stero- but yeah. Same I've shit. Stereo just is different. pretty cool. Stereo is fucking great, and they opened a newer bar called uh, Stereo Bar, which is. I don't know. It, it wouldn't be like the Panorama Bar equivalent, but yeah. like the smaller lounge spot. Yeah. That room is insanely awesome. I yeah. love playing there. And that's definitely a, a European vibe. Miami used to have sort of a, a European tinge to the clubs. I haven't been there in five years, but every time I play there, it's a failure. So yeah. I don't know. I mean. What about LA? Or is this just because of the restrictions LA's on the I think like
3: LA scene? The warehouse scene is really cool in, yeah. in LA, and that, my, some of my favorite parties in New York, I played were warehouse parties. But it's not as like
2: well. regular week in week out parties. That's there's, maybe there's, what's difficult to like. Get. There's
3: really cool shit happening in LA for sure, but it's not. I think the clubs, the the club scene there is kind of the clubs themselves. I uh, I can't remember. Having a good time in a club there. That, Where, like in LA? A, in, in a place that...
0: I can't remember a good party that wasn't a warehouse, if I think back, to I honest. mean, it's... You know, like, uh, Droid used to do Prime Nights on Thursdays. Yeah. Th- there are some things, like... Uh, there used to be King King, which was a club. Okay. I don't know if that was... I think that was East LA, not Hollywood, technically. I'm, my geography is not great. But anyway, there are some things. But yeah, generally speaking, you're kind of... Fucked in terms of club stuff. Better go. Uh, go New York as well. I mean, there's a couple spots that you like.
3: They they said they are quality. What's the
0: the main club in New York called again? Not Bunker. Output. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I guess in our terms, but there's there's other ones. Uh, not space closed. I think right. Then there's I don't know if the new Pacha opened. There's a bunch of shit going on. I don't pay attention really anymore. But I mean, there's tons of parties. Like Bunker does a thing. The Winter
3: Party is supposed to be really
0: good. I heard. I heard that's incredible. So um, you can go for all weekend, but that's yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Nice. Um, but apparently, there's a lot of badass um, warehouse parties popping off in New York right now too. I haven't been, but uh, I hear nothing but good things. Yeah. So actually,
3: now that I think about, I had a great time at the spot, the Good Room. Um, yeah, I yeah, heard Good about Room that, too. Swelled, and even Bossa Nova can be. There's this is an interesting little. They're slightly fucked up dingy clubs so they're not they're maybe not the highest
0: quality but the vibe was really cool there yeah I mean well I, I can say actually um, you know in Minneapolis where I come from it's still definitely like a after hours kind of uh, town do people actually like,
3: like techno there in fuck yeah <laughs> yeah there's, th- there's a huge <laughs> history
0: for techno in Minneapolis I brought up on the show like back in the day yeah, like Woody McBride and all the acid stuff. Oh, is he from Minneapolis? He's from there? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, so, I had no idea. DBS1 Tim Taylor started Missile Records. Is he still oh, out and about? DJ Slip, all that stuff. Friday DJ Fresh. Slip's from there? Yeah, well, I don't know if these people it's were born like the there, but they all live there. Puffin Detroit. This is the same thing. There's second so man many names I can go over. Paul Birkin, sure. you know, I was from there. Zach Devious One. Um, Ian Lehman who did a bunch of stuff Ian Lehman's from that's who
2: we spoke about the other day
0: actually Charlie dude I've I've known him since we were teenagers so it's all good I just got one of his uh, Motor Species EP which uh, which is pretty banging this is is good there's a ton of people from Minneapolis and uh, so
1: it's it's pretty
0: surprising like when when people well it's not surprising really that people don't realize it but I mean there's a lot of talent and um, so these days and then of course like uh, Silent Servant Juan Mendez, he's from LA but he did I don't know like a three year stint in Minneapolis and that was kind of when he really kind of built his Silent Servant project up and focused Where a lot is Minneapolis? on it's north of Chicago let's just, of Chicago, just put it that way right, right in the middle of the United States towards the right north right in the middle yeah. it's really cold there Midwest yeah anyway so these days there's a lot of well, there's not a lot of techno fans, but they're very dedicated. And, uh, you know, there's so a bunch of scene actually is going cool on. there. Yeah, it's cool. And I was going to say that, like, one of the... The club that Zach used to own there was called Foundation. Yeah. It's gone through a number of hands and changes over the years. Uh, mostly, like, top 40 and hip-hop and weird shit like so that. So Zach
3: was actually one of the few people doing
0: cool... Running cool clubs at that time? Well, clubs-wise, yeah. I mean, there was a bunch of people doing parties. But he was the one that did a club. And there was... Um, a club that Prince used to own called Gram Slam, which became the Quest, and there was a ton of parties there back in the day. Oh, wow. Like that's, this was back like around 2000 when raves were first moving into the club scene, so you could go and see, uh, I don't even remember the lineups, but it would be something like a filter house name, like Hatiris and then Marco Corolla, or oh, like, yes. you have Deep Dish and then... Uh,
3: Joey Beltram or something yeah sorry. Marco you know, Corolla when he was shit. good.
0: Yeah, yeah, three decks and vinyl <laughs> and all that. Um, so I, you know, speaking
3: of which, I came up. I I love old Marco Corolla yeah. records, man. Oh, he, fucking, he was shit. one of my favorites. Yeah. Before, I don't know what happened later. Like he, he definitely went a different path, but like the early stuff was was like f- oh no, ferocious. it
0: was great. I mean, and he was a he's. I mean, he's still a really talented DJ. I, the musically, it's not what I'm into it's right not now. A thing but like technically speaking, he like was a boss on three turntables. Yeah. There were guys that like I, techno guys that I knew that were peers, even. Fifteen plus twenty years ago, yeah. and they would just talk so much shit, even about the old Marco crows records. But they're like, I got to give it to him; he's like one of the smoothest DJs I've ever seen in my life.
3: I've, I love his old stuff. Yeah, man. like no, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of good. the blueprint for a lot. Like the stuff that I'm trying to do now, I I keep going back to those those records because it's just like. You really, just
2: put a new kick under it and then it's like heavy as I've done that with some, some edits. It's like the old Advent stuff. All you need to do really is just put a new kick Honestly, underneath it and then so that's, that's like... It's funny you mentioned that because it's so light on the bottom end. There's loads
3: of... St- and same thing about, um, with Joey, with Beltram, a lot of those guys, even, even Mills for that matter, a lot of the, almost all of the 90s records had no sub. I don't yeah. know if it's because of who was cutting it, I have a feeling
0: that's what part of it was.
3: It must have been standards. if you look at all the
0: cuts, it was Nils cutting at the exchange a lot of the times. Or um, Ron from Detroit. Rest in peace Nils. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I always thought the cuts from Detroit were fucking terrible. And I I got it. I read up on the interviews, like, we're just trying to keep it at home and blah, blah, blah. So I get it. But I knew that all the loudest cuts back then were still coming from Europe. And that's why I was... Yeah, I wanted to put out records in Europe because... it was just a better quality record. Yeah. And, you know, like when you were getting... When you're a new guy and you're getting your record cut by Nils at the Exchange, oh, that's a, like a big fucking deal. You're like, I made it. But then when you listen to these cuts now and you're just like, this these like shit, <laughs> like shit. But at the time it was... The best, you know, the best. Now, like... But the fidelity changes. Like even compare a track to three years yeah, ago the and the now. standards. I mean, what I have on this stupid laptop in front of me is... You know, in 1995, would have easily been a quarter of a million dollar studio, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? So, <laughs> well,
3: that makes that's what makes me inter- curious about what, what if we think that about just like five to ten years ago, what would we think ten years from now? We'd yeah. be listening oh, back and it's to "Oh, gonna the get mainstream? crazy. We'll be thinking this is dog shit. We're yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: that's, that's why we keep redoing, refining our mastering techniques or EQing and stuff like that. But then, so when you really look back to all these crazy records from the 90s. Like, whether it was like Armin Van Helden was on a big fucking yeah, yeah, swing, yeah. and like whether you liked the music or not, the production was insane. Yeah, I mean, but some insane. of the um, old Armin Van Helden stuff is I mean, I mean, oh, insane. Same for stuff. Daft Punk. Like, yeah, it yeah, really, yeah. That's really so Daft Punk, Punk it was it was like, analogy, all the shit. But then yeah. you realize that like it's done on gear or trackers or whatever, and like it was a pain in the ass to make this stuff happen. Yeah. No, or, like,
3: yeah. I mean, that's I, uh, this was well before, uh, I mean, yeah, you probably like 10. How old were you in uh, 98? Uh, eight years old. Eight years old, okay. So, <laughs> like, that, that, back then, I was like, definitely, you, I don't know what I was doing, you, but... Yeah.
2: Eight years. Mario uh, what was Kart. I doing there? <laughs> yeah, Mario Kart in my front <laughs> room, playing like, Monopoly but, with my well, parents. You
3: literally, the only way to make music back then was to have like a, a proper uh, a sequencer, like Cubase or whatever, mm-hmm. run out, like connected to a sampler... Like Ableton and and the reason and all these things were just didn't exist. Like you basically had to. It was a fucking the, All
2: there was was it.
0: rebirth. As far as that goes, Reb- rebirth, rebirth was rebirth. the best thing. I got thing the to come app for the iPad, which is time. quite. Have you yeah. seen that? well yeah yeah it's good, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. isn't that by reason though early like really? that's, well, that's, well is yeah. What the it's the predecessor yeah, but impression. so for those who don't know Rebirth is basically a program with a fake two fake 303s an 808 and a 909 and I think in the first one there was only know. one of the drum machines yeah
3: and it was a shitty it wasn't so yeah. nice
0: so but the thing is is and, and you don't really if you didn't have a mini controller or anything you had to control the knobs in real time yeah. like with just your one mouse button oh, yeah. <laughs> so what would what the trick was back the day is to slow down Rebirth to like if their song's 130 beats a minute, to slow it that. down to like half that, and then tweak all the shit like quick bounce. You fucking, <laughs> it's like a computer game like Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. You're just so. trying to keep up, and then you speed it back up.
3: So apparently, then <laughs> Prince Prince is a big was a big fan of that technique. Apparently, Prince would do takes. Um, uh, he would pitch things down. He would do the exact same thing you're talking about. Pitch it down perfectly by half. Play blistering solos an octave lower and then pitch it back up knowing that it would which is kind of wild to think that you yeah, yeah.
0: that's awesome
3: <laughs> yeah I'm not sure I can't I haven't but substantiated that but I definitely heard that like I'm sure on the internet there's there must be people talking about that
0: there's got to be some super uh, heady analysis of it all yeah at the very least so. at the very least I mean that that's the thing that's never going to go away is um, Prince fan I'm
3: obsessed with, with Prince that was like yeah, that was. I got mad close to working. There, like the six degrees separation were were really, really close. I worked with Dr. Fink on some shit that never came out. Dr. Fink was the keyboardist that did yeah. all the crazy keyboard solos, and uh, he was the keyboardist in Purple Rain, the yeah. guy with the doctor mask. And I was like, you know, I worked with Fred Wesley and Bernie Worrell, who were like some pretty badass musicians. Um, and the tracks I did with them actually came out. Granted, this is rap stuff. Um, and funk and R and B, but Prince was always that my. He, he actually was on my bucket list. But not to mm-hmm. sound like like to delusional, but like it'll, obviously that's not going to happen. Good now. to have some goals. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, but he was the person you really wanted to. I with. really,
3: I was obsessed with him. Yeah. Man. Like, I, mm-hmm. I he. Um, he's actually one of my biggest influences.
0: Yeah. I think. that's awesome. But so. I, I guess it's a good segue. You didn't quite make it to Prince, but you did make it to, to Depeche, Depeche Mode, Mode which yeah. is hilarious. Um,
3: <laughs> it was funny. Right, right before you said that, I was thinking about think in terms of production stuff. If you, you, if you look back to Prince, I mean, yeah obviously the talk to the, talk about the Depeche Mode stuff to know, But thinking back, thinking back to uh, Prince's production techniques, like if you think of the intro and in when doves cry, he's running. Uh, like hi-hats and toms through flangers or something. And yeah. they're like, that's some sick shit to be doing in the early totally. 80s. It was way, that was well ahead of the curve, you know? But yeah, I did get to wear Depeche Mode. So I, you know, it's not I quite Prince. I got a lot Prince. of questions
0: about that. So. Not quite Prince, <laughs> but it's,
3: I'm not mad at it.
0: So do, should we talk about not quite Prince for a minute? Yeah, might as well. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, everybody wants to know. Uh, I'm guessing the depression mode connection came through Martin Gore or it did. Yeah.
3: yeah. He's a, a fan of my tunes and there was, uh, the, he, each one of the band members have their own respective people that kind of assist them and do stuff.
0: And that I, I was basically working with Martin Gore. Nice. And the, and that whole project comes out in a month? month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's just, like, I'm sure there's a shitload you could go into about it, but, like, what's the quick rundown? Like, were you bouncing back and forth, or were they in L.A., or how was it?
3: We, we technically had two studio session blocks that were split apart. One was in Santa Barbara, the other was in New York, and, uh, it was crazy, man. Like, basically, we were holed up in the studio. James Ford was the producer, um... And I was in charge of doing synthesis programming and drum machine programming. So it sounds um, so high tech. It's hilarious. <laughs> it sounds a lot more, it, uh, you know, involved than it than it really it really was. But I, I still got to, you know, sitting there patching crazy modular synths, and mind you, I'd never worked in modular synthesis before going in there. So I walk in and it's like half a million dollars worth of Euro rack gear, and I, I almost shit myself. I was <laughs> so
0: intimidated by it.
3: Like where do we go from here? I was like, oh fuck! I was like, yeah, starting from ground zero. I know synthesis. I'm really comfortable with synthesis, but I'd never used modular gear, so I was to say I was in over my head was an understatement. But it was uh, that was it was part of the fun.
0: I mean, if if you understand how to let's say design a synth patch, like it's the steps of getting from A to Z, then it should be the same. But the reality is that it isn't because every one of these little modules can be different. They all yeah, and also they have a mind differently. Of their own. Yeah. And so you don't you have an idea of where you're going, but you don't know exactly the how to get in there. That,
3: and so it is, in a sense, it is horrendously inefficient. Like there were times when we would be trying to come up with a simple lead or oh, not man. even a lead. We would be trying to come up with a hi-hat pattern. Three hours later, we would... You know, <laughs> That's why Martin you spent Gore so long I would, working with oh, them. God, I mean, Martin Gore and I would be like... At one point, we had a hi-hat pattern that had some weird d- delay thing that was being clocked in it. But it sounded like Aliens... Chattering, chatting to each other or something—it was like hilarious, man. Like we would
2: get, we would have. It definitely is not efficient at all. But and also, you can lose it so easily if you just twist one, one, oh, one yeah. thing. Then it's like completely gone. Oh,
3: and tuning was a, a perennial nightmare. Like yeah. we would, there, there was we forever would have to uh, pull up a, a one of the the, the tuning yeah. guitar tuning plugins and yeah. and make sure it was in key. And then we, would be... is that in? And yeah, no, it's actually yeah. slightly out. And but it was—I mean, it was crazy. It was super fun, man.
0: I'm sure. It was a fucking crazy learning experience. Oh, it was uh, wild. And I I, I can just imagine the kind of stress because I'm familiar with doing, obviously on a a smaller scale because it isn't a Mode, but like flying somewhere to do a studio session um, where it's you or somebody else spending the time and the money you have possibly renting studio time or like you're getting like right now i'm also working on some projects with some other musicians and stuff nice. so it's like trying to get everybody in the same place at once have yep. the studio available you got to show up with your a game on you can't just show up like you know if you if you guys hang out at one of your other houses you can like sit around and Make some tracks and be like, "Fuck it, let's eat a sandwich or play a video game or something," and then go back to playing with hi hats. Yeah, you gotta show you gotta show up and be like ready to tackle the issue, even if you're not like inspired that day, right? Yeah,
3: and that's for damn sure. There were moments where I, like, no, yeah, you basically had uh, had to be ready to to try to dial in some hot shit at a moment's (laughs) notice. So you're like, it was high stress. It was high. It was highly rewarding, but high stress at the same time. Um, How how, do how do you feel about it now? I, it it was crazy man like we um it i got a little more involved than i initially expected because we finished the album early and um we had they they were aware of the fact that i come from a, a producer background so they were like hey like rather than just you only programming synths and drum machines why don't we do some alternate versions so we we did five me uh, basically the the band and then this other fellow Kurt and i did five remixes that are coming out on a bonus disc, which is really cool um so it's like not only did I get to work on the actual album itself, we got to do five alternate versions, and then there's some other shit that happened that I can't tell talk about, but it involves me being doing something cool with the band but that that will you'll that'll that'll see, come you'll on. see <laughs> it when it happens yeah, awesome um. <laughs> but I mean like so. But yeah, it was fun, man. It was crazy. You know,
0: I'm just trying to kind of conceptualize all this. So, you know, you, you work on the stuff. I just have to imagine, like, here's the thing. A lot of people are always curious. They want remixes done or whatever. And we could talk for a two-hour episode solely about remixes, yeah. the good, the yeah. bad, the ugly. But I just, in my opinion, what it, the, the short of it is is remixes... It all comes down to the parts. If they're kick-ass parts, your job could be extremely definitely, easy, or definitely. you could go a million different directions. And I just have to imagine when you sit down with the parts from Depeche Mode and like get the stems for David's voice and shit, you're just like, fuck, anything I do to this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Yeah, It's like
3: when, you, when you're working with cool parts, it's a lot easier. Like, I've done remixes in the past where it's just like pulling
2: fucking teeth where you're like you basically just don't use any of the parts oh, no. and you just chop <laughs> yeah, you, up
3: you chop up one little thing you, and you throw the like, pad in okay, at yeah. the end or something <laughs> like yeah. i'm making a new track and i'm just gonna use one tiny little hi-hat pattern from the original song you know
0: but but here, here's the problem with that is that's i mean that's what we've all done and probably will do again in the future right. and but now people come to expect that so for example um a lot of times these days i I had one guy uh I did a remix for label He comes back and goes it's it's got a lot of the elements from the original it didn't sound like the original, but um you know he's just like it it was similar enough, and I'm like, Well, what are you thinking and he more or less eloquently said that. He wanted he expected a, a whole new, new track, and I'm like, "Well, then, why didn't you just have?" Yeah, but isn't me for that a what, track? in essence, what a remix is? It's well, taking what, the yeah. But now, then... now people are in the impression that it's like, "I want a Matrix manner, uh, yeah. sati- satoic mass track," <laughs> and then you just throw a fucking sample over the top, and that's that's what the the newer generation says. you know,
3: yeah. I'd say, I would actually say their their expectations are slightly fucked. Like, like it, I come from an era where there were. Re- gratuitous, redundant mixes meaning remixes of of tracks that were almost barely different from each other. Like one would would you'd have the dub mix or like it yeah, would be totally. there, it would still have the bass line, but it wouldn't have the annoying lead or vocal yeah. or something or there, there and that I actually kind of missed that of <laughs> I you know what? I missed that approach. And next time someone I have a long queue of remixes I owe oh, people, I'm gonna take it back to the old school and do like a a proper like a remix as it would
0: happen in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean well one one of the more interesting uh and I don't I'm not saying that because 'cause I'm biased, but truncate, yeah, let's pour out some more wine. If is that empty? I yeah, well, I've got more bottles over there. Let's let's open one. Um yeah, anyway, we'll, uh two bottles between three grown men is acceptable.
3: Very acceptable.
0: You polish yourself off for a i I'll, I'll drink up. I've been chatty. <laughs> Uh So, David Shrunkate, he did a remix of a track on my album, Miss You, on yeah. Drumcode. He's he a sent- bad
3: motherfucker, by the way. I'm a huge fan yeah, of Yeah, everything show. he touches yeah, he's great. turns to
0: gold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a super great producer. So, he made the track, and the, the interesting thing about that remix is that, uh, as far as I know, every single thing you're hearing in the track is from the original. It's you like you compare the two and you're like oh wow this is it's in my opinion like the perfect method of a remix it's well, all I the see- same sounds kind of redone just tweaked. it's not yeah, ripping yeah. off the original but it's like it's just rearranged yeah. it's its own you know? thing recontextualized yeah. but it's just pull, pull the mic up just a little Sorry. bit towards you thank you no problem um but yeah so uh i, w- I was kind of surprised by that because you don't see that too much these days but then again i think it comes down to having badass parts which i do <laughs> No baby, but yeah. also, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
2: But also, there's a lot of lazy remixes out there. Yeah, when well, you listen to some people and then listen to the remix, and it's like, I've done some of those too. Sure.
3: Sorry,
0: that pop filter is a little wacky. Uh,
3: no. No worries. Nah, um. I yeah, I think everyone has. You know. Yeah. If you're not inspired by it, you should probably shouldn't be doing it. But there's. A case, there, I mean, we've all been in in case, in situations where we have you know have to honor some commitment that
0: we've made. Yeah. Maybe a deadline or or, or honor the rent. you know you're just like these days I don't really do the remixes to collect cash but you know when I was 21 years old and I knew I could get you know pay rent quickly with that I'd be like fuck it let's just do it I feel that way Um, (laughs) yeah
3: there's no you know that's part of the hustle like when you like shit if I that that actually fed me many, many a month would would prov- provide food, even though in retrospect, creatively, I might not have been necessarily... And I think that
2: inspires also your originals. If you know you can sort out your rent when you're young and then you can just you can just sort that out and then you can go and do that and then focus on your original material, then yeah. you can like be free to do that exactly. rather than thinking about where the next rent
0: payment's going to yeah. come from or something. That's a big source of stress. Yeah. You know? Big time. I mean, I don't know, like, I... And especially nowadays, I mostly do remixes just for friends or whatever. So, of course, I want it to be good. Yep. Now, that means I don't mind if I, Take your time I might make it. three or four different versions just to see if I can do anything better or not. Yeah. And sometimes that really pushes me to make even more shit where it's like, okay, the guy's going to want just one remix, but I know I got two or three other has tracks. This, has this ever before.
3: happened to either of you where you, you do something so good that's so different that you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna set this aside. And
2: oh yeah, say, for, I, had, oh, yeah. I, had it, I had it quite recently. I was like, I, I sent it to my friend, and I was like, Do you think I could just pass this off as an original rather than like a remix? <laughs> because
0: I, I had, had that just... with uh, the track and stability. <laughs> I'm just like, this loop. Yeah. I'm save, I'm setting this one aside. You're like, but, but you, you, you did the. It was Facky Stranger Stability,
2: Dustin's own remix, wasn't it? No, no, it was the other way around. It was around. the other way around. He did the remix, but he did the when remix. I had the original,
0: I'm just like, mm, yeah. this loop's dope. Uh, yeah. I'm keeping this one. That <laughs> was that was
2: actually like, that was a classic. Yeah. Good job. Well, Yeah, that is yeah. a banger, man. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's great. You guys have nice music too. Never heard any of it. <laughs> 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 no, I, I have both the tracks. We're decent. Cool. Yeah. We're,
3: we're all right. Um, Jeff, Jeff Mills occasionally plays occasionally. us. Occasionally. He's, think... he's, he's played Sam more than he's played me. That's for damn sure.
2: I c- yeah. Well, that's soon to be revealed. <laughs> oh, you that. never know.
3: Oh, that's right. Are we allowed to talk about anything? Yeah, again? of
0: course. Oh, yeah. You know, so- I got. I. I someone brought up a question. Uh, yeah, you guys do you, do a you have any more questions? I got a fuckload. Can I give
2: but- a shout out while we're just in this interlude? Yeah, let's have an interview. I want to give a shout out to Dom Habgood because he is an avid listener of this Trainwreck's podcast, and he was. He was saying to me at the weekend, he really wants a shout out, so I'm going to give a shout out to Dom Habgood. He's going Dom to re- Habgood, he's going he's, happy birthday, man! Thanks for listening. It's not his
0: birthday. I does not care. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I tell him to listen to it on his birthday.
0: Big up, big up, big up, Dom. big up, Dom. Hello. <laughs> um, what were, what were we talking about before? Oh, we were, so we were, uh, we were going to um, talk about uh, the whole reason why. We, uh, yeah, <laughs> these
3: these two geezers are here uh, basically because we we have worked on
2: music. We We're actually yeah, on got a couple collab coming. Yeah. Yeah. We've worked we, on some musics, but all the tracks we've worked on are the ones that are actually going to come out. I think there's just one spare track which is probably not going to see the light of day. But I think all the tracks we've worked on so far are going to be released, which is kind of good percentage-wise. Super in terms cool. of yeah. like studio process
3: yeah when we it didn't actually take us that long we was fair it was, it was really like there's sometimes when you get in the studio uh, and it, things were just flow naturally yeah. and we like we I don't know we I were, had that last week
0: man I'll tell you, you about it in a minute but go on
3: Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's well, you know, I'm sure, but you've, we've all experienced the opposite. Where you get in the studio and you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, mate! Like, it's like, like someone, dulling. it's like someone just. When there's too much ego, it doesn't it doesn't flow harmoniously. But when when people can put their egos to the side and do what's best uh, for the for the greater good of the track, something really amazing or beautiful yeah. happens. And that was like, uh, you know, Sam and I are both on very similar wavelengths in terms of what the what we liked and what we like to play and stuff. So we. Like we had, when either of us had a strong opinion about something, we there was no hesitation about. Okay, that's the direction we need to take, and that's like really cool. Also, I think I think the collaboration
2: was planned really well as well because before before we even got into the studio, we had like a structured uh, detail of how we wanted like to proceed with the collaboration, like maybe some outlines, some rough things, and also we had like a, a sample bank of kicks, hats, claps all percussions and things like that we had like a big so it was big folder planned, project. in a way it was it was uh, it was it was, pl- it, was, was pl- planned, it was planned, it was planned whilst, for the basics like structured from the basics
3: whilst we also at, you know, at a moment's notice we kind of would we would eschew a, per, a particular direction for track and go somewhere totally yeah. different, and it was really cool. Um, yeah. Like, w- nothing, was, nothing was sacred, basically. No, no, we were no. really trying to just do, we were trying to do make some shit that we were really excited
2: yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, which I definitely think we're both excited about this. Well, oh, I, man, I
3: played yeah. the one track, at very kind of, woo! Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I'm asking. I was, there asking.
2: And it, was so, it was, it was... Yeah, sounded good, right? It sounded better than I ever imagined it to because, sound. Because,
0: uh, Paul Cav, another uh, big time listener of the show. What up, Paul? He's like, I want to know what's up. Charlie played this track at Burgheim. Talk about it. And so, is this what this past that weekend? That is a track. We know ago? Paul. Big must up must up be. Paul.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, big up, <laughs> large up, the man. We call Paul.
0: <laughs> big up, big up, Paul Kraus. <laughs> uh, no, not Krause. Cav. Cav. Irish dude. But big up, Paul Krause, too. Oh wait,
3: oh shit, no, it's a different Paul. Yeah, yeah we got the, multiple
0: we got a polls. couple of Pauls listening. Paul 1 and Paul 2. We have numerous anyway.
3: PALs in the <laughs> building. Can we can we, we have some? five different PALs? We have a German Paul.
0: Irish Paul. We have Jamaican Paul as well. So what did, what did Paul want to know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he had Jamaican Paul. Well, you know, is this
0: uh, the start of something that might become more of a thing or are you just going to take I, baby I, steps Personally, that? I Personally, I, th- I think so. But I think like the time that we actually worked on
2: the tracks in the space of like the two month mm-hmm. period, I would say before Christmas, we had a lot of spare time personally both uh, like, personally, and with you, you had a lot of spare time, but I feel like your gig schedule is quite heavy. Yeah. And also, I'm pretty busy as well. So the studio time has been a bit of lax lately, but, but I, th- I, th- I think as soon as there's a space, then uh, there'll be something more to come. And I think, personally, I would love it to be more, like, uh, Even more develop, f- develop into something, like, special, maybe a live set or something like yeah. that, that we could both, like... Once we both get comfortable, rad. then...
1: that'd be sick, man. Be I'm,
3: I'm I'm really inspired by uh, Blow On and Karen. Yeah, Blassett, yeah, that's what the I was thinking Pariah. Pariah, they call themselves Karen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's some shit that we um, I've never ventured in that territory. But if I were, I to neither do it, have it I, be, which would also be it would be,
0: cool. it would be like I think we would we would. Have so fun. you guys are gonna rip off Karen? That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it, <laughs> are you? Are you? Able Jamie's Jamie's gonna pull a knife on you. Are you able to say uh, where it's coming out yet, or not really? Yeah, it's going to oh, come out figure. on figure, and it should be coming out maybe late April, uh, late May. Okay, cool. And you've already got a few things out—two or three things—right on figure. Yeah, yeah. No, so I have I have two EPs. Is out it with safe them. to say that's kind of like for now your home at the moment? It or? is. It
2: is a main base, definitely a main base. Um, and they've also like putting out records from me when I'd only had a couple of records beforehand was like really important. So I hold I hold a lot of uh I hold a lot of uh, respect for them to do that because not a lot of labels will take on someone young, so personally I feel like really privileged to be on uh, a label like that yeah, and for man, them to accept awesome. the music. So it's a good look. Yeah, for I sure. Think, I think yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be for a while. I'm gonna stay with Figaro and release with them nice one, man. so long as there's a well, good space job for and me. Good luck, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I want to talk about me now, uh, <laughs> please do you, you guys were, you're talking about the, the collaborations and how it just kind of seemed to flow really easily yep. and stuff. Um, I think, well, I don't know that we all have, but a lot of people in, in over time have had, uh, collaborations where it doesn't really flow so well. And yeah, maybe you have the idea that it will. And then, I mean, if you're a, a I, I, I'd say it as in real musician as in you're playing instruments like in a band or something, you can get this idea real quickly that just because another person can play an instrument doesn't mean you're going to have that kind of magic, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, but you don't really understand that so much as a producer mindset. And uh, so I've had some collaborations that just kind of your your button heads or you, even if, if you're willing to put aside uh, all of your differences, it, yeah. maybe you're just like not...
2: But you did, didn't you collaborate with Zippo? Uh,
0: oh, you did.
2: No, that was Zippo.
0: Well, um, but was it not just since on Zippo? Wasn't that a no. club that you did recently? Well, okay, so yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I went to uh, Stockholm last week. Yeah, and uh, I, I did another collaboration with Joel Mull, who yeah. is a longtime friend of mine. We did we a cool did, dude. Yeah, super yeah. cool dude. One of the nicest. We did stuff back in the in the past. Yeah, it actually worked out really well the tracks were good it sold well but then uh we just actually we have there's probably another 10 tracks sitting around and it just never materialized but then and then since then the real life happened uh you know finally uh I went back to Stockholm and we we hung out for a week and it was one of those things where you you sit down and immediately like you just start playing over each other, but it's not like oh this is annoying. Get it's off! Not competing like, and yeah. fighting. Everything yeah. flows well, and like we're in, yeah. we're both very laid back and don't give a shit about anything really. So like, it worked perfectly. We made five tracks easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's awesome. I would say they're all pretty good. Definitely, yeah, there's yeah. at least a record there, and we'll, we'll do another one. But it was like so nice to be able to feel the connection of yeah some, i yeah. mean like that doesn't always happen because there's sometimes you work with people and it's like absolutely yeah, absolute it's it's okay track, like, like but, you said before yeah. there's
2: too many egos that come into the room ah, it's and the just, worst
3: when people you know when it, it's some shit you can never can really predict mm. you just don't yeah. tell you
0: but it, it's also it, the same can be said for like djing you know or like back to back um yeah. because if if you dj with the well I, that's not always true because some are just egomaniacs yeah. but um if you de- if you DJ with a guy that's or a girl that's laid back enough, that has enough gigs, they're kind of just like, whatever. They realize that it's not all about them and just playing records and having fun. Yeah. Then it can be a really good time. But a lot of times you get guys, like, especially if you don't get to play so often, they're really hungry for time yeah. on the deck. And so also it's they like, just
2: hog the mixer as well, even yeah. after their track's finished.
0: Yeah, still like you're trying like... to DJ and they're flicking switches yeah. and shit. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> flicking switches. I don't know, if, yeah, but I mean, I not it, It's it's just to be. It's too much when that works out. and That's why I think a lot of back to backs fail. Yeah. But then there's some people that play so well together back to back, and it's because they just they they but get also each it's, other. It's a real challenge as well. Even if the person isn't
2: egomaniac, then it's still a challenge to, to like, make it coherent to like, and stuff. Yeah, and... to actually like like get into the groove of what they're playing and what you're playing. And as long as they're kind of like also playing to what you're playing, then. Kind so it's kind of like It's
3: hard like you, yeah you could be in the zone and then your match, buddy will match play tracks and things like that. Is, your buddy will play sandstorm yeah. or something and really fuck you yeah. up <laughs> and then you have twice. to mix out of it. Twice <laughs> <in a center. laughs> Pulling rewinds.
0: Or <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean it's just like you you want to bring it back down and they're like nah it's time to fucking rip it up now. Like, like, oh, man. Yeah. man, it's 8 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You sure about that, you know? Yeah, the back to back
3: is tricky. Left.
0: Sometimes it can be amazing and can, otherwise other times it can be disastrous. Yeah. Do either you guys have people that you find you can play together well with?
2: Mm, not for a long time. I mean back in the day when we were in Manchester, I used to play back-to-back a lot with Cleric, but this is before he was known as Cleric. This is when we were like 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, interesting. this is like a student party when when the main main event would be house music and then It's like electro is uh, Yeah, uh, back yeah back and then, then okay. and then like we would come on always the closing set. And play back, back to back, and play techno. Like oh, it, yes. it would be known within our circle of friends that we would come on and smash out the techno. So, but that that was a, that expecting? was that was fun. That was fun times playing back to back with that. But actually, I have a I have a back to back set coming up in, uh, Tbilisi. I, I don't know the pronunciation. <laughs> and no, Kiddy, kiddie, okay, Uh yeah. with Stephanie Sykes, Flash. who's uh, so that'll be interesting. That's the first back to back for a very long time. So it's going to be fun. Definitely, I'm looking forward to it. What about you?
3: Um, I I used to back to back frequently with my buddy Vin Sol. Um, he uh, in this day and age, he's playing predominantly house and disco and stuff. And I've definitely taken a uh, sharp uh, right turn, I suppose. Because um, I'm playing primarily techno, but it, at my core, I do come from a house background. So it's some. Yeah. He's a cat that I can I can still throw
0: down with, and you know it'll be it'll be seamless. Um, yeah. Nice, yeah. Is there uh, anybody you want to throw under the bus that you hate playing back-to-back with? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You don't want any hate mail after this show.
3: Yeah, I'm going to hold my... Charlie's writing something down. No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. But, uh, I mean, uh, you you brought up something that I want to mention. Like, one thing that I noticed about you, and that's even before I met you, is... (laughs) because you're kind of a diverse producer and DJ i noticed like a lot back in the i mean even still somewhat recently i've seen you on some lineups where i'm genuinely surprised that you're playing with with these guys not in like yeah, in a bad way let but me just t- like cuz i've only seen you hammer it lately the, well yeah people also i've seen yeah you
3: know i think occasionally uh promoters will hear tracks from of me from like three, three or four years ago and you know, mind you, there like there was a when I was living in the states. Basically, I had ne- never have had access to a proper techno scene. Like the the few techno parties in San Francisco were relegated to smaller parties, more or less. The bigger, the larger parties were more house oriented, and a lot of the parties that I was playing initially were like actually gay parties where you would be playing a lot of disco and sleazy stuff. So the second I was I started to make techno, but I hadn't I didn't have the Exposure to the scene and whatnot, so it was like a weird process of starting to like m- inch my way into that scene, and I basically, I basically had to fantasize about techno because I didn't have, I didn't have yeah. access to it. That's all of us Americans, you know. <laughs> well,
2: what was your gateway though? It, I like mean, to, towards well, the techno when I when I <laughs>
3: There's a number of of gateway drugs, <laughs> dick being potentially one of them, um, among others. Um, but like. Uh, <laughs> I was I going to say? But the <laughs> protocol basically was the turning point. Like the, I, the second I realized okay, I could actually go and play techno parties, I um, I embraced it and kind of like, even though I come from a diverse background, I kind of like started to carve that that niche and define it more. But yeah, you're right. There's still occasionally there's the odd party where I'm on a lineup and um, I I have to make sure that the promoters know what I'm going to play. When I, when I get there because the other you know the how, guys, how do you make
2: sure that's known I mean drop a, and, name, drop a few names or... well I'll just hey,
3: <laughs> l- listen to this mix where I'm playing 140 BPM techno to oh, that far, right? <laughs> oh yeah because well, it's like it's had to be explicitly stated to people like like this is be careful oh, wow. where you put where you put Charlie because you don't want to have him opening also, up your, your
2: agent knows that as well yeah, yeah, yeah they, and gonna, the agents p- give them a guideline before you exactly
3: my agent Chris was really good about sorting it out but you're right that there are still the odd lineups here and there but for, fortunately, I've been increasingly more and more like, like with the reactor party and, 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 and uh, re- in Year's where pl- you
0: feel like you need yeah, to yeah play. playing with,
3: like with like planetary assault systems and like that in the like, playing Barakhan frequently like it's a you know like a more or less a resident at Berkheim, and that's like obviously the the place uh-huh.
0: to uh but so know, it's it's safe it to out, say yeah. that you are uh Definitely in the techno direction, and like the house your stuff for now is kind of so taking the side So, here's the
3: thing I, you know, yeah, I'm definitely 100% techno, but like, right, it's funny, it's it's funny you bring this up because right now, the, I think techno actually bores the piss out of me. Oh, like, yeah, I'm, totally. I'm sure you guys can relate. Yeah, you listen to promos, every motherfucker and their mom is ripping off sort of three tritone, the like sort of want to be sleep archive or want to be or Mills stuff, and there's. It actually bores the shit out of me. So yeah. I, but that also
2: me, gives you drive to find the good the new, shit. You're right. And mm-hmm. Then, then leave them people to do what they want to no, do. No, you're right. Because then you got to dig deeper. But also, then the it's like a, it's a hard challenge to it's actually a hard get challenge. The, to get the digging because also I've listened to stuff recently and I've just not been inspired at all whereas sometimes if I want to go to the studio and I'll have a morning of listening to, to techno and I'll be, be like can... I'll get inspired from all this and I'm like oh my god and you're just flicking through tracks and you're like nothing is inspiring at the moment it's but tough. I mean there's some niche things that will do there's inspire there's some beautiful
3: things that are happening but for, I'd say by and large right now actually we're at a really stale point in techno and yeah. I, I, it does make me you know um well there is some about
0: making deep house or something (laughs) (laughs) so okay i mean it comes up a lot on the show a lot of people techno guys are like oh techno's boring as fuck right now what would make it interesting for you
2: i think i i don't know some like more i just want to hear like more ruskin or some more like more people exploring synthesis in an in another way rather than just putting on a sequencer and like because also everyone I don't know, figured that, that I out I feel like it's getting a little bit too droney at the moment there's not enough like there's too many dark scapes there's not enough like um, maybe uh, dark melodies or something like that there that's
3: needs the to thing. be more that's the thing everyone that, figured like, out everyone figured out how to do an odd time pattern everyone figured out how to do a three polytones yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. polytone or, or polyrhythmic poly- like poly- sorry poly- rhythmic, yeah. they fi- everyone like figured three, out how to do an odd a three four or seven yeah. eight pat- like and that's that's actually it. I've never seen the the the, the scene be so saturated yep. with that stuff. And everyone also figured out how to make dark techno with a boomy, big reverb, yeah, yeah. kick mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's like, like, but the yeah. But on the other hand, on the good side, there's when things are stale. That actually, uh, that means that the field is is ripe.
1: For, for new but, for innovation and basically. also
2: when, when you hear the good stuff then you do get inspired like these yeah. people uh you know this Dold guy oh Dold, Dold, yeah, Dold the, yeah that's
3: really cool yeah Arsenic Arsenic yeah. Records Sweden yeah. 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 yeah they're doing some
2: really cool they're stuff they're
3: super cool like, yeah, but yeah, I mean nice that's stars. like
2: a lot of analog gear I guess
3: what, uh, yeah they, it sounds like they're yeah. using some fucked up modular oh, I, 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 I
0: talked to you. One of them last week because they have a new promo. I, yep. I think yeah. it's old, and they said like it's all just live takes. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. So. They're,
3: they're they're kind of doing what all these
0: wankers wish they were doing. Yeah, like yeah. They're, they're they're nailing it. I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan. That's cool yeah. stuff. But I mean, like you know, I I think uh, I guess I, I'm just a big techno fan, so I love. All forms of techno, so, from banging ass shit to funky well, stuff.
3: Circling yeah. but, uh, but back to what you were starting to say about like uh, desires techno and techno stuff. I, part of for me, what actually makes techno techno like are some of the the things that aren't techno that were pivotal in defining it being EBM industrial stuff, in particularly a lot of the acid and rhythm Electra. track stuff. Electro as well yeah. like all the early Chicago and Detroit shit to me is so crucial because they're, they're to me, like when I listen to old future acid tracks for that matter or even 909 rhythm tracks that were just full on 909 yeah. only or 808 only rhythm tracks that shit to me is ground zero for techno. So that
2: that's, I think there's, there's that's always... I think, I think maybe some of these newer producers are missing out on a big chunk of the history. Well, which maybe research. they just need to like, maybe get get to grips with and then go back to the studio. Yeah, I think it would make, it would make a huge difference. They just kind of look at the modern day stuff they're and then, study, miss, then miss
0: exactly. out on the
3: 90s. They're not like, studying the, um, the, the the history of it. But I mean, yeah.
0: h- here's what it comes down to. And um, the reality is, because is I went through this shit too, like, you know, when, especially when you're, let's say 17 to 22 or whatever you know everything in the world because you're right so like you don't you don't want to hear your dad's records you don't want to be told that this old guy is where it's at like for a dj or a band you're like this is this new guy out of paris or fucking chicago whatever and he's the shit and he's like my generation's dude and so like that's why you have like a lot of like People like yourself, whatever, figure like these some of these newer names that have only been around for two or three years, they've inspired a lot of younger kids. Yeah. And these kids, um, if you were to go back and tell them to listen to Kevin Sinerson or old yeah. Carl Craig or whatever, yeah, so. or even like, let's say, Marco Corolla from 2000, yeah. they'd be yeah. like, go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This and is that, where that it's to me, at. That to yeah. me is a big and problem. Then, like, yeah. I, I if it's come not from, on Beatport, then it's that, not worth listening yeah, to. <laughs> no, or like, and
3: that, I mean, for kids that are only latching on to contemporary sounds, they're missing the the, the the original narrative of it for me was is was like Ron Hardy yeah. like black gay really raunchy ass disco and raunch all that stuff it wasn't just disco it was like rhythm tracks acid and all that stuff to me I actually hear techno and even even some of the disco cuts from back in the day I hear uh, the the loopy repetitiveness that informs oh, yeah. techno even yeah, though I mean, a that's lot of why I had one like Ben Sims and Harvey like like and all that stuff you know yeah,
0: yeah. 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 So, I and mean...
3: Even Je- early Jeff Mills' um, Purpose Maker stuff was yeah. was looping, Man, I was, strip sampling disco
0: cuts. So I like, was listening to Call of the Wild today, and you so got Michael Jackson in that yeah. shit, you know? Um, so, I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, some of it might not be relevant to your taste today, but, like, one of the things that's popular in techno right now is there's a lot of what they call, like, the trance techno, <laughs> where it's, like, the melancholic melodies, the epic ones. Yeah. You know, like, because we've all been there, like... uh before those tracks were a dime a dozen like yeah. Ben Clark or somebody would play one at at Bergheim at like yeah, 5.30 yeah. in the morning on Monday go, during the closing yeah, set crazy. and then it's like it's epic because that's a, kind of this moment of the night between all this weird bleepy modular yeah, shit yeah. that it's really cool so now everybody's like oh, I remember that moment or I saw that in the YouTube video so now there's a dime a dozen chord yeah. tracks Or like these sad pads and there's not much going on. And honestly, a lot of them are good, but they're not special. And it's like, but if you were to give them like E-Dancer, one of these old cuts Uh, like that, like that's got more of a, like a, Soul, party yeah. vibe soulful melody that yeah. shit would kill in a club yeah. you know yeah. and probably that'll be one of the next big things yeah. again, <laughs> you know I mean. predict but the no, I actually think
3: I think that's like good territory for people to start that's some shit I even think about is getting you know not not uh, shying away from chord progressions or like seventh chords or like yeah. f- heaven forbid that techno producer does something with like jazzy or major soulful or yeah like that like I think that's that, that's actually what I like about a lot of the underground resistance stuff that it was
0: like it was like it was it's, it's yeah. the proper black music or, you like know, and that's planet and stuff,
3: yeah then yeah that's I think that's actually a big problem is that the kit the scene is over. Overrun with a bunch of white kids, corny ass yeah. white kids that that you know, and obviously I hate white people. I I I, uh, I mean, I'm aware of the, the conundrum. Saying this, you know, you know, me myself being white, but it, at its genesis, dance music was inherently black. So whatever we can do to get back to that essence, to me, is really
0: cool. You know, if yeah. we if it can be done. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, because a lot of the. Uh, the black guys that were in, doing it in the beginning, like Derek Man and whatnot, they came from a different background. They didn't have techno to go off yeah, of. Yeah. They came. They brought. They up, got they inspired by a different sorts, Clinton and yeah. all that shit. And I mean, here's the reality: the reason why dark stuff is so prominent at the moment is it's really easy to make. Yeah, yeah. it is. You it's know, really like cookie because it's it well, it's it's safe. You yeah. know, like okay, it might not be exciting, but it doesn't sound cheesy. It will, it's, yeah. It, yeah. And in in
3: a weird way, it's really or f- uh, not a weird way. In a very basic way, it's very functional, and it does achieve. the like, you listen to 9 out of 10 techno DJs. The stuff they're playing, while it might not blow your mind... necessarily it does work well Mm -hmm. and also techno is
2: kind of the newest hype in genre Yeah, which it was like lo-fi house maybe had a little bit of a stint but also like techno over the past two two years or something like that has heightened so much
3: any self-aware kid that used to listen to tech house or EDM have they somehow found out about this stuff and now they're all and there's also a lot of
2: big hitters which are feeding these young people Mm -hmm. like so called in inverted commas techno because Sometimes if you go to a main festival stage and some of the big hits, they're not actually playing techno. They're still they're playing kind of tech house in a certain in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you maybe go see some them somewhere else, and they maybe they play techno, bang it out a bit yeah, more. Yeah, they might bang it out a little bit more. So totally, you know. And
0: and the other part of it is, is when you have a lot of these records that that they are playing, whether it's at the festival or there. Of course, like they can drop some just repetitive. Drum track or something dark and it's pretty fucking dope. Yep. But the biggest thing of the night, like if when you show when you wake up Monday morning, you open Facebook, the video that's going to be posted or the YouTube uh, link, it's always going to be like the cheesy rave track. Yep. Like I saw yeah. on Facebook earlier today that some some friends of mine were posting about uh Future Three or Three. I'll be your friend yeah.
3: or uh With cocaine. T- yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, what is but, it? Bam Bam, where's your child? No, 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 no. It's yeah.
0: I'm, I'm I'm thinking of Robert Owens because I've had okay. some wine right now. But it, it's it's the future track, and then okay. DJ Hell did the kind of cover, like oh, take yeah. a shot on me. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's
2: by Robert Gould. No, no. I was
0: on the side of DJ. Yeah, Hell. Yeah. Anyway, Gall. um, so it's shit like this. Like it's not overly dark, but yeah. it, it's kind of funky. It's kind of dirty and twisted, and no. that stuff will always stand out from from the rest of it. Oh, you sure. know, yeah. so. I mean, even
3: um, now that I think about it, so Jeff Mills, to me, well, he actually is one of the arguably still the most futuristic out there in terms of like playing brutal. Yeah, no, he techno. slams out. outside that, that. Slams out. Was, like, Yet he does not older. shy away from the odd tune that is incredibly jacking. Like he, I'm sure you've clocked this. Like he occasionally yeah. will play.
0: Your Only Friend, the flashback remix. Uh, That's, uh, what's his face? Afrohead. He looks okay. a house kid. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, no, had,
3: You had to get, get the track yeah. right. But yeah, Jeff Mills, g- granted, he will play really fucked up, alienating, futuristic shit that I love. He will also play the odd, the odd um, like proper, like crazy j- yeah. drum machine jacking tune or something. Yeah. Something that's really, that kind of
2: harks back to the... And also he's playing corner. on a lot of big stages as well. Yeah, That's what I really respect about his set Deck Mantle and also your set Deck Mantle because you listened back to that recording oh, thanks, that man. went online. And you, you slammed it out even though it's a three how however many capacity like tent yeah. at a festival in the like kind of in the middle of the day, you still slammed that it out. Wild. Where some people sell out to please the crowd. Yeah. And you please the crowd obviously, but some people try and please the crowd. Ah, uh, you know? yeah,
3: no, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was a that was a fun I I actually didn't I don't think I I didn't play a single song that I regretted, which yeah, was no, like no, a good it
0: was it was a banger. You
2: know, thanks, man.
0: I liked your set too. Thank you. No, I was a, <laughs> but, um, you guys good? You need to take a leak. I or could I actually
3: could use a, a little bathroom break, and maybe we'll take a break and
0: then we'll we'll get back at it. You wanna, I can't reach that far. You want to top yourself off? Thank you. Uh, you guys ready to get Fly back? In away. All right. So, uh, we're back from our little potty break, and we we open another bottle of wine here. Before we turn the microphones on, we're just shooting the shit about some things and... Uh,
3: Instagram filters.
0: Instagram filters and whatnot. <laughs> the glamorous behind-the-scenes DJ talk. Bo-show. So, uh, anyway, um, one of the guys that came up was uh, a guy on my show named Zippo. And uh, basically, we-, we were talking about how his tracks are awesome. Yeah, very and. Awesome. Uh, He's 22 years old, but he's like uh, I was saying. He's kind of got this old soul, like he's listening to shit like Miles Davis and Larry Levan and yeah. all this, like, and it kind of shows in his music. Because Charlie's like, "Oh, I thought he was just some old dude. I thought he
3: was, <laughs> I thought he was a veteran, to be honest, which is a testament to his uh, sound. Design. It does
2: sound like he has been. Well, I guess he's been producing for a long time, but he he has got a really classy sound to him. Yeah, it's yeah. Nice. I played it, loads of the tunes
3: in the yeah. They yeah. sound really good. Like when I was 22. I was doing fuck off. Yeah. I was try. I had vague ideas of making music, but I was too busy getting. I were drunk. pretty
0: garbage. Yeah,
3: you know. I was actually making drum and bass back then, but it was. I mean, I would. I would actually like to hear it, but it doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs>
2: so the hard drive but, somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that being said, because you were like, yeah, we should really discuss that. And I mean, what it comes down to is like, uh, you know what. I think it's really important what you listen to informs at you. home. It, it informs you and it kind of directs your taste.
3: Let's be so, honest. If someone only, if like, if someone only ever eats pizza or only ever cooks pizza, maybe yeah. okay. Like, it's
2: a
0: good analogy though. Oh, I maybe, I, yeah, maybe it's actually <laughs> no. It's a, it's a good one. I use shitty analogies on the show all the time, but then yeah. no you You're, you're I'm fucking with it. make pizza no, tracks. Then.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, so, it's like, I think that is really is important, and that that's some. Whole, this is some hilarious. Hashtag DJs complaining yeah. Nothing Gets under my skin More than when Someone picks you up For a party And they're they're blaring Fucking techno In the car like, I want to hear yeah. Chopin Yeah I want to yeah, hear, yeah. hear I don't care about that stuff You yeah, don't at all. care about that stuff at all Alright so I, I need to enact. No but a lot
0: of people Do care about that And
3: Je- Apparently Jeff Mills On his rider Has it stipulated That no one can speak to him yeah, When he gets picked up I Obviously none of that. us Can have We can't, we can't <laughs> ask those for those Things at this stage <laughs> In our careers But I, I You know um, Yeah I yeah. mean
0: that that's the thing. Sometimes in the car, people are like, "I don't want anything to do with techno." For me, I don't give a shit what you're listening to. But a lot of times, when you have a driver that um, isn't really informed, let's say, like you know, you have that hour ride from the airport because airports are always an hour from from wherever city you're going to. Uh, and you have like a car service and somebody will put on it. It'll be like some David Guetta type yeah. EDM shit. They're like, well, but you're a techno guy. And yeah. this is maybe what you want to listen to. And I'm sitting here and it's like, what, what's this duck skin? But whatever? also when they put on your tunes in the
2: car, that's kind of like gets a little bit awkward as well. Oh, yeah.
0: I've never really when had, they, when well, nobody
2: pick,
3: likes when they... my music. So I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> First of all, cheers. I had a cheers. driver do that for me. Cheers. And I was just like, "Ooh, I, I had, to, he was playing some rhythm tracks that, are actually quite boring to listen to outside of a club uh, setting, and I was like, I've, I felt bad. I basically apologized to him, like, "Hey, yeah. man, like, it's probably not that exciting to
2: listen to." It just to. needs to be in a club. Yeah.
3: But yeah, like when when a driver picks you up, let me take a sip. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then uh, and um, is is playing techno. It's hilarious to me, or even dance music. Period. It's hilarious because the it's, that's the last shit that I want to. Yeah. I personally want to listen to. I'd much rather hear like. Bossa Nova or something. And I know. Yeah. I mean, this is this is totally DJ's complaining, um, but yeah,
0: that's what that's what we're here well, for. It's so the next time you pick up Charlie, yeah, <laughs> play, Best play be Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, the the I I don't really do the the after party thing after hours anymore. Um, but a lot of times you go and you you go to this thing and it's like a bunch of dudes uh, doing bad shit and then playing like. Old, I don't know, CLR records. There's yeah. just something hard as fuck at seven in the morning. I'm like, you know, in the Midwest where you come from, there's there's two ways. Well, if you go to a drop bass party, you're gonna hear hardcore because they're fucking yeah. nuts. But otherwise, what's anyway, a drop bass? Yeah, party? What's drop oh my bass god, party? I gotta okay. You gotta have to listen to episode two on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> I'll go into that in a minute. But um, and then otherwise, you you play like I don't know the fucking Orb or yeah, some yeah. housey, you know, oh, some come up. down shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And like even. When I play clubs and I'll do all night sets, the end of the, the end of the night from my sets is always like super vibey, deep, floaty. Yeah. I'm as not it the should... guy like because in th- that's the stateside mentality of it. But in Europe, a lot of times you play the harder music at the end of the night, yeah. And, which to me blows my fucking mind. It makes sense because like people's energy levels are low from drinking or yeah. drugs, wearing up, or whatever. Also, leaves but... them on a high as
2: well. Yeah, if they want to, if they really want to
0: go out on a bang, totally you know and uh so for me i can't do the the harder thing drop bass though <laughs> um you got to educate yourself oh, i mean you just put out an acid record drop bass is like one of the like classic acid labels but the, you know they there was some they've done everything from acid house to acid techno but this was like you know face melter acid a lot of it was be like you know 150 180 borderline oh, hardcore acid really? and uh but i mean there's Sounds a lot good. of legendary dudes on there i want to say like 4-4?
1: Yeah, four, I four, mean, you have like I. Th- it's just blistering fast.
0: There was, uh, you know, you've had like hyperactive on there. I yeah. want to say Adam Bear, Jesper Dahlback, like yeah. a lot of people that you didn't realize cool. had records on there. You know, Woody McBride, all this shit, and uh, some of their first records. And um, I mean, what, the, is, what is Woody McBride up to these days? He's uh, he just did some stuff for Nina Kravitz. Is he is he traveling? Is he gigging? Or
3: is he? I, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not, really after really with this Nina I'm not in thing. Minneapolis
0: enough to. He know. still lives there. Huh? He still lives there. He lives, uh, I think, like an hour, hour and a half outside Does of Slip there. Slip still live there as well? No. Actually, Slip is back. I think he was in Portland for a while. I heard he's back. But like, truthfully, I, I was home for a couple weeks, but I was taking care of some family stuff. So I, I haven't really kept up with what's going on in town. But I know, yeah, they're both around. And Woody, uh, did Nina do a mix CD or something? Thing. yeah did she did, did a fabric, did CD CD fabric, fabric. and yeah. he's got some tracks on there and I, I i think they're coming on trip i i honestly yeah. don't know anything about it but i assume that's what the deal is
2: it'd be I nice to hear relatable. some new stuff though yeah i rate that label. i do like too absolutely. it's a sick i think i think bjarke is like he's a bad i, think, motherfucker, he, man. I yeah. think he is cool. he bjarke is a, is a little
0: he, uh, sample heavy yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh it's cool. i like the direction wise it's yeah.
3: really cool yeah i i a lot of the stuff is stuff i actually enjoy listening to but i wouldn't necessarily play it Yep. Yeah.
2: What's that or, orange that one about the orange, orange man orange oh, yeah. man or something like that. That was pretty dope. But yeah, some of the And ships, also that old Exos stuff the, was also the Exos really good. stuff
3: the, the Exos is a bad dude. Yeah. I, I'm, so I I've I've befriended Great DJ. him. I've never yeah. seen him play. I've we, I've chatted with him several times on the internet. I am I'm a huge fan of Exos. Yeah. And you know, I mean, how cool is that being an Icelandic techno yeah, yeah, You yeah, know yeah. Your, your That just sounds be cool, cool yeah. immediately. It, it's cold as
0: fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. So, uh but <laughs> I mean the the thing about the label is uh, I really respect uh, and for those who don't know it it's called Trip, uh, recordings but it's spelled in the the Russian um, what is that with the I don't grilic? even know what's, what is the Russian I don't know Russian what, I don't know what the, yeah I, I don't think know what it's acrylic. But, but somebody's probably gonna be like swearing on my phone yeah. if, if, uh, <laughs> Wait for if the I'm comments. wrong anyway. Um, you know, she's done a bunch of different artists on there. And the interesting thing is she's fucking huge, right? And also um, she's got Aphex Twin to release a track on exactly. there as well, which is... So, uh, I mean, and, and the thing is, is a lot of people when they're in this position where they are, you know, A-list, making shitloads of money, yeah. they really prefer to go the safe direction with their yeah, label. Prats, yeah, Prats, yeah, like, honestly, I've like, got the next record's got to be a hit. And like, well, okay, so the, what was that record? I want to go bang. So that yeah. that was the only hit, really. That was yeah, the only yeah, hit yeah. that
3: he had, uh, and I think it's actually really cool how how like she keeps it real. I like I know because of because of her being a, a really beautiful person. Occasionally, I think insecure dudes like to like to get jealous and All they the hate time. they hate. But when you really look at what she does, she play like she actually digs and plays some cool yeah, ass yeah. techno. She puts to out some honest, really the, cool. The she's, first time... she's, the first like, time I, I heard I, that
2: DJ dude. HMC Marauder track oh, was yeah. from her Essential Mix. And I was like, what, the, what bangs, the fuck man. is this? And yeah. then it was like two months later, there was an idea on it. And I was like, yeah, this is.
0: I mean, yeah, you hear that shit. And unfortunately, it comes from, from male DJs sometimes. You know, like, I was, I was like giving the label credit uh, not too long ago. And, and one of these guys like, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, of course she goes all ED or IDM when when Bjarke's around, I'm like, I don't know if that's true or not, but let's say it is, like, dude, we all get our influences from somewhere. Like, whether it's your older siblings records or your friends or the radio, like, who gives a who shit? Gives like, a shit, and she I mean, She's takes... a
3: cool ass. She's a cool ass. Like yeah. she definitely has her head in the right place. And I, I that actually is I think what that stems from, I think the reason why dudes talk shit is it's is connected to a broader issue and that's misogyny, which is like prevalent in dance yeah. music. And um I think dudes this doesn't. This obviously. This obviously does not just apply to Nina. Dudes get threatened when there's a talented woman yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. damn thing. Especially if the, this, uh, it's a, the if the high girl happens to be beautiful, then they're even more threatened. Yep. And that totally stems from it's from insecurity, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm actually really stoked on the Disc Woman crew from New York. Yep. Big up to them because they're yeah. like they're basically like you know. what? Fuck y'all! Fuck the patriarchy! We, you know, we're we're a bunch of girls that play harder techno techno than you do, yeah. and that to
0: me is 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 sick. Do we need more of that? You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the whole thing to me is, um, you know, I kind of live someone in a bubble. Like, I grew up, yeah, also hanging around skaters and stuff like that in a little town. But for the other part of it, it was like. I went to rave parties and, like, I never saw gay kids until I went to a rave. And it was like, all right, there's two gay dudes making out. No big yeah. deal. And, mm. like, so I just accepted that. And I kind of lived with this idea that, like, everybody's down with, doesn't matter if you're yeah, black or yeah. you're gay or whatever. Yeah. Turns out that's not exactly the case. Um, well, it's
3: still a lot of work to be.
0: Yeah. And, here. um, you know, especially, you know, I guess, too, when it comes to females. But, like, I so for me, like, I... It's hard for me to fathom the idea that like some male dudes would be genuinely afraid deep at heart oh, of I, like I a girl some- DJ being better but like yeah. it happens it's totally true but at first I didn't really believe because I didn't think anybody would be so stupid No no, no. there's know? a
3: lot of idiots out there that, and that's uh, the unfortunate thing is there's a lot of work that needs to be done I mean the fact that
0: we are more used to be uh,
3: to be playing with our male contemporaries like I have to I in order for me to, to like remember times I played with women I kind of have to strain to think about it. and that's yeah. like that's evidence in and of itself that the that it's not an even playing field you know
0: 100% you know um and you know like uh I don't know I mean the, the it's definitely a, a topic that's a lot of people want to have a, they write in a lot about like in, in fact a lot of people writing the show like why are there more girl DJs Honestly it's cuz pretty much all of them have said no or or, or blowing me off <laughs> but uh well hopefully, and, and hopefully we'll, maybe we can change that maybe some yeah. more but um the other part of it is is like uh it, it's it's definitely a prominent subject and, uh I have no problem going into it but I think it'll come up at a definitely at a later point when uh Get some some female perspective on the show, yeah. and, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, no, I'm I'm just doing my part to speak up about that shit because it's all. I feel like it's it's our. It's out of hand it's, I think it's, sure. a it's our, really it's sad our world d-
2: that they cut. Like it's just a really sad world that it just happens to be this way. It shouldn't be this. It way It shouldn't at be this all, way, and so that's all. why it's,
3: I think the the responsibility will, it will actually rests on our shoulders to to be vocal about it. Occasionally, yeah. people are like, "Tell me to fuck off talking about this shit," but it's like, you know, I I do think it's imperative that it's like.
0: Yeah, these these um inequalities are addressed, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I mean I you know, I think it's uh I mean there there's there's been of course girl DJs and producers around forever. It's not like it hasn't happened, but I think um you know, some of them are definitely getting a little bit more respect than they were in the past because yeah. it's been coming it's coming more into the forefront. Um from a production perspective, like put it this way, I had one grill. One girl grilled me at the bar one night and about uh, about this stuff going on. Actually, I didn't say anything. I think she was just more venting rather than yelling at me. Nah. But, um, and I, I told her, I said, well, here's the deal. I get, you know, like when it comes to demos for Enemy, like it's not a big label. It's not a small label, but I get a lot of demos. Yeah. And in a year, I probably get five demos from girls. It's not like I have a closed-door policy as to who can send them or who can't. But that's just the only people that send them. And, I mean, to be honest, I don't really except almost any demos. So it's yeah. really rare. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. I could say that this year I have two different female producers that I've signed for the label. That's and they're awesome, coming man. Up. Yeah. yeah. Fucking
3: high fives uh, Yeah, for that. Like, and, that's,
2: and that's there's a lot of range. One yeah, of it's I've, been, like, I've been playing a lot of this uh, This girl from Russia. she called Nas- Nastia Regal. She released uh, something on Alex Bauer's label, mm-hmm. I think Credo yeah truncate remix and she's she's sent me loads of unreleased uh demos and i've been playing them a lot and they are really yeah. she's, really she's one of them that i got coming up oh sorry sorry but 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 no, she's so, really talented though she's yeah know, really... i mean like
0: and so like uh and, and it's not there's a lot of different range like the other girl uh she that that record's a little bit more like low-key whereas whereas hers is pretty pretty banging yeah, still yeah, you know yeah. what i mean so and, and it's not just like one thing there's, yep. there's there's girls making a lot of different things yep. yeah yeah so. big
3: up the big up all the females
1: this, is, this goes out <laughs> to the honestly <laughs>
3: mad respect because like it's some i can imagine if you can if all of us were approaching this from a female perspective and getting having to deal with all sorts of weird misogyny and, and yeah. getting shut out from from like a boys club we'd be fucking, fucking pissed macho. we'd be yeah. livid and so it's like I am like, mad respect to girls yeah, doing definitely. it. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: I, I, totally. But one thing is, and the reality is, is it, it is a boys' club. But even for boys to boys, like, you can get shut out a lot of doors. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you've had doors closed in your face, and it's male to male now. Yeah. 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 Imagine female to male. There's, there's, like, there's
3: uh, elitism that runs rampant um, for 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 all. But, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, that, yeah, it's like, it's definitely, it, you know, whatever we've had to endure, they've had to endure. Uh, ten times. Yeah. yeah. Ten times. Totally. Yeah, yeah.
0: But actually, that's something I wanted to bring up earlier when we were talking about collabs, and I think I'm gonna segue into that because um, I remember it now. Uh, the whole elitism thing—we could go, we could do a whole episode on in its own. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that I remembered is, you know, techno. Unfortunately, it's very like right now. It's focused on this whole like uh, I got to do this kind of sound to cater to this DJ or this label or whatever, and. So like let's say if if Charlie's like yo Sam we should work on records together and you're like I don't know man I heard you're on deck mantle that shit's whack. <laughs> like you be you wouldn't say that exactly but you're like, yeah, hypothetically cool, yeah. you know just send me an email and we'll see what happens and then it doesn't ever happen and yeah. like so there's not a lot of collaborations going on in techno no
3: not so much actually for whatever no. reason
0: so here's the thing like when you start talking to like uh, people who play instruments rather than producers yeah. they're always well not always, but oftentimes, as long as you're in a similar skill level, yeah. they're, they're really wanting to collaborate. or Just see yeah. what happens like, we don't got to put out a
2: record let's just fucking I also and have a drink I also find that what maybe with electronic productions that people are often very very discreet about their production techniques, like when they're in the oh, studio no, they they're, they're like the it's the it's it's, very it's very so disc- it's so disclosed that people don't want to like show you what their computer screen looks like because yeah. maybe it'll be, but also i feel I feel like. Oh, actually, yeah, I would have a look at their computer screen just to see what it like, see what they're doing, you know, because well, it's so like closed in, you know. You can see someone playing chords on a guitar or like yeah. which what rhythms are playing on the drums or whatever like that. But like when it's behind a computer screen, it's kind of like that thing that you don't want to look at because it's behind. The, yeah, it's like yeah, no, I mean right. everybody's got their tricks. That's yeah, the, yeah. and a
3: lot of people like to keep their things, their their techniques the shrouded chest. in mystery. But then with that said, that's the beauty of collaborating is that. I was like there were loads of times where I I would be watching you do some yeah. shit and I would be like wow that's really that's like a, a cool way and that's something that I wouldn't yeah. have thought about and it, wouldn't, it was like there's I I lost count actually of yeah. uh of stuff that I was like I, I mentally was like yo this is that's something that yeah, I hadn't yeah. thought of yeah. you know and so it was like it's a, a really cool experience yeah. you know
0: Yeah so I I guess anyway what I'm getting at is because I think it's developed this really sense of uh I don't, privacy is not the right word, but the, the there's not secrecy. as much as secrecy. There's not as much desire for people to collaborate, which could lead to some really awesome things or at least learning some shit. Well, honestly,
3: and, let's, let's, I mean, it, all that shit comes, it's, for me, it stems from insecurity. Oh, 100%. Motherfuckers want to hold on to their trade secrets. When yeah. in my opinion, what's, what's the bet? The, like you, it, when two, if one person, if, if you can do something that's great by yourself, Two great minds come together, yeah. and then you can do something really yeah, fucking yeah, exactly. cool. And that doesn't rule out. Like you still can always go back and do like, stuff I,
2: yourself. I actually I actually hold like that latest Detman and Clock collaboration. Really that cool, like man. is like even the stuff from back way back when they did their last collab, but this one I I feel like it's super together. super amazing. And I think that the, the, a lot the, they got the a lot sum... of bad rep on the internet. I think I've seen a lot of people writing comments. But the end yeah. the, the net result of
3: it to me was a better product than they could have potentially. They not say that they couldn't have done it as good on their own, but they came together to do something yeah, really yeah. cool, yep definitely. you know and the, I think that I think it's an just actual
2: a piece of music you know the whole e yeah. p is natural piece of music rather than just a club banging techno e p yeah it's cool, it's
1: cool <laughs> yeah. stuff, man
0: I agree completely, and i yeah, I just wish there'd be more of more of that and because it, it's just interesting to when you deal with people in other genres how they 're so much more open to yeah. that. I mean, granted, that doesn't mean that I want to sit down with everybody and do and collaboration stuff. Especially the amount stuff. of free time have, that producers, like
2: techno producers, have a tutorial on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, then they have all week free to go oh, yeah. into the studio with another person. Especially if you live in Berlin, there's a million people that probably live in this area. You know, it's like,
0: but you know, yeah, but I mean, I, I've had it with friends. Like, even sometimes we're sitting there, it'll go one or two ways. One, you'll be at dinner and be like, "Should we, should we go home and fucking jam out on the machines?" Be like. Yeah. Nah, let's just go to the bar and have a drink, yeah. <laughs> and then it's the other way around. You're at the bar having a drink. You're like, dude, one day we're gonna get together. We gotta have. We just gotta come over. Come over to my house. We'll make some dinner. <laughs> yeah. We'll make some fucking False tracks, promises. And then it doesn't happen, you know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I guess I would say for people that are listening, that whether you're established or you're not just fucking bring a couple of machines, jam out and whatever happens, happens like take the parts home. And it's basically uh, a very communist way of thinking about it, but just do whatever, yeah. like, you know, nobody owns it. Make that shit work on a, yeah. on a record, make it awesome. You know,
2: I think yeah. collabs are a really special thing. to yeah, be It's but, cool. It's cool stuff. You have,
3: it gets you out of your comfort zone too. And that's another cool thing is like you're like, it's really easy to get into the feedback loop of a masturbatory feedback loop where you're, Kind of stuck in. You're doing the same things you've always done, and then the second when you're when you're forced to to reevaluate
0: things with a different perspective, you you do di- try different things, yeah. you know. Totally. I mean, we we all get stuck in our ways, and in a way, that's it can be good to kind of develop a a sound or yeah. a formula, but but yeah, I mean, going, going back to it with uh, you're saying when it comes down to it, being secrecy related to insecurity, the one thing that no matter what in this industry if you haven't realized on the road already is like the the music scene is composed of people who never made it in high school. Yeah. There's some serious <laughs> insecurity issues. You, there's very rarely, are you going to come across a dude that's like a DJ and producer that's a badass and is like, oh yeah, by the way, that dude was prom king and quarterback yeah. and all that shit. It's always like the kid so that was, was kid like, left behind. you know, fucking smoking cigarettes and listening to yeah. what the fuck ever and like, you know, uh, couldn't Vindi- get it together. All I got to yeah. say
3: is vindication is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with that said, I was actually a relatively cool kid in high school. If I could go back and revisit time, I would dress a little less thugged out, and I would actually wear more what leather jackets. No, like, <laughs> nah, I would I would go on actually more of a mod, potentially even skinhead route.
0: Yeah. You know? but there's, but
3: there's you know, always hindsight's uh, twenty twenty.
0: But there, there's, yeah, exactly. There's always a retrospect
3: where you're like, ah. Oh. We no. we slightly have cringeworthy moments, but yeah, no, you're right. I dressed cats, like
0: a fucking loser when I was young I still do now, but especially back then. <laughs> you have, but you have your dignity. Uh, well, uh, sometimes the, uh, but no, you're right. A lot of cats. I feel like uh,
3: they. It's their first taste of like of being cool, and that's like you don't want to lose well, being that. a producer. Or yeah, like just being have a... people that have made it at this stage yeah. in life Fame and they did they weren't, yeah, they that, that yeah. weren't maybe necessarily appreciated when they were younger. So that's like that. I guess I could see how that would throw people yeah. it, would, it would for those particular cats it really goes to their head um
2: but, yeah, if but also I feel like you have to be reclusive if you're going to make music because that's how I've felt personally for the past however many years to if, make you, it if happen. you if you really want to like make music on a serious level and make it good music then you're going to have to spend a lot of the time away from a social people. situation. That's oh,
3: 100, 100, man. So, and that's what the Berlin is a terrible place for that. Yeah, because because it, you can of uh, get
0: locked away. You can go out any night of the week. Like and I said, yours, there's people that want to meet up yeah. at the bar after this. And I, I don't know that I'm going to go, but it's an option. Yeah. You know, uh, I can say in the last, since October, I've really locked myself away from, good, from people and stuff, just trying to, make a lot of shit yeah. happen again in the studio i mean i was always kind of busy but now it's just like just fucking pump it out honestly and-
3: fuck hanging out with people and that's not anti-social <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like if there's nothing that feels better than finishing yeah. music you know especially yeah. in
2: winter as well because when the summer comes then there will be a lot of invites on the oh, table oh yeah so like when i'm when- not gonna do anything yeah, in the yeah. summer <laughs> so nail it out in the winter and then in the summer you can have your social activities
3: Oh, that's gonna be trouble. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. So you better watch it. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna to have to like
0: get a, a sublet in like Salzburg or Vienna or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people. Some people have definitely moved away because of the social aspect. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Even if they're not like a hardcore partier, they're still going out for a dinner here or there, going out for drinks and stuff. And
3: uh, it gets a bit much. Like, there's a never-ending revolving door here of like people coming and wanting to hang out and stuff. Yeah, most people are trying to fuck off during the winter. I, I'm the opposite. Like, when summer comes around, I want to avoid <laughs> people trying to, like, you know, hang out. and So, like, move up, move move north or something. I don't, know. I don't know, south, maybe.
2: Go to what's it called?
3: Would
0: you go anywhere else here in Europe while you're here? Actually, we we were talking about that. So...
3: I've thought about that at length. Oh, so actually, you know, this this raises some interesting questions. I'm curious to get Sam's opinion about this too. Like, so I, I spent some time with Bodica. I kicked it with him, and he had a yeah. he had a fucking glorious setup. He lived somewhere outside the M25, a little suburb called Sunbury. And it was quaint as fuck. It was so cute. It was, too like, nice for it, was, it was too nice for politica. It was too nice for how how much of a lad he is. <laughs> fucking proper geezer. But like his studio was also situated on an island or an islet, as the Brits call them, whatever. And it was mm-hmm. like it was the most surreal experience I, I had seen in terms of like his daily affair. Would he would disconnect? Like, it was it was it couldn't have been more peaceful, and it was really beautiful. And the, the fact that he had to walk over a bridge with, like, mist and, like, there's all these, like, mooring, like, boat operations on this so little on, island. Awesome as fuck. It was so, and so I came back to Cone to and I'm like, God damn, I'm really, it's like seeing trash lit, strewn about the street. Yeah. It, I, I got really sad, to be honest. And it did start to prompt me thinking. You want to live in the countryside? Well, I, More, I hate, I hate to say I want to live in the countryside, but I, I can't help but think it would be nice. Like, we basically get to experience wild ass parties yeah on the weekend so when i come home i don't want to be in a party yeah. place at all so that's that's why i was curious yeah where, where would you live if you were to live elsewhere than berlin and yeah, why if, if hypothetically- probably
2: it probably wouldn't be possible but obviously in canada or somewhere like that because obviously that's rural as you're gonna get and canada's nice it's nice, but it's definitely not going to have any sort of career there, are you? That's the thing. Yeah, you'd be shooting. I mean, because yeah. you, you'd have to be flying somewhere You'd need to somewhere to with a career in so also, with that said, in I, I feel like Holland or somebody in Netherlands also has like the... Amsterdam's it's, going off. It has like the balance of the countryside and the party. You know, yeah. you can have a bit of both.
0: So I would you also... You can see yourself there? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, ex- yeah, that exists here too, place. but nobody wants to live out 40 minutes away. From, from Berlin. See. From Berlin, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. For, oh. That's yeah, important. there's a lot of because nice... that's the thing. People people move to Berlin to kind of be close to the scene. But if you say, "Well, there's the countryside not far away," like I'm moving out there, yeah. but then that could attract you living in another. Nice. Like, so, w- I, have what I, I, we I you growing Sweden? In in the Bro, so
3: I'm, I know yeah, I think about it. Like, I took I've taken the train out to Czech Republic numerous times, and there are these gorgeous cities on the Elbe River. One yeah. of them being Bad Schandau. There's like a part like the na- national parks, and they're mm-hmm. all like sort of river based little little spa town. Community things, and I I was sitting there looking like, man, like in mind you, they're like these beautiful houses, like sit uh, that are sat on hillsides and like real, Mm. real gorgeous bucolic ass existences, and I'm like, that's like, that's kind of what I'm craving for. So I need
0: to just
2: move to (laughs) Penslauerberg.
0: Yeah, but uh, okay. So speaking of nature and all that shit, you're a San Francisco boy from the beginning, right? Uh, No,
3: so I I was spent the last ten years in San Francisco. Uh, uh, but I've, yeah, born and raised in Virginia. I lived in New York for a bit and okay. then DC and Japan as well. But
0: please tell me you've been to Big Sur.
3: Um, I actually don't think I
0: have. God damn it, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> Big Sur, okay, so like it's this spot that's about, I want to say, 90 miles long, if not a little more. Familiar. Um, yeah. In between uh, LA and San Francisco. And, like, if you were to see a car commercial or maybe, like, on a James Bond movie where it's, yeah. like, the the fucking beautiful highway that's running along the cliff yeah, side, yeah, yeah. where it's the forest on one side and the ocean yep. on the other, that's more than likely Big Sur. Oh, then definitely it's a national it. park. And oh, okay. it, it's just, like, 90-plus miles of this incredible highway yeah. where in the mornings you got this mist. And, like, basically everywhere you point your stupid fucking iPhone or camera, you're going to get an insane <laughs> picture. No filter necessary. Yeah. And it's, like, been my dream for the last like 6 7 years to be like I got to go there. And then every time I go back to the states, I kind of just want to lay low and kick it with old friends and see yeah. family. So I never get out there, but it's uh it's high on my my list of shit to get done because yeah. I'm I I grew up in the woods and then For the last ten years, I've been hitting it hard every weekend in metropolises and stuff like that. And I'm like, now, now
3: I'm curious. You feel me? You feel me with my like? It sounds funny to be like, oh, I want to,
0: I want to go live somewhere really peaceful
3: and beautiful. It sounds actually really cliche to be, oh, I want to fuck off and go somewhere. But like it,
2: like when you're up in the mix and you're playing, you're playing, you're like in wild ass parties. But it depends what sort of scenario did you grow up in? Because personally, I grew up outside of manchester and it was like rural countryside like five miles to to the mirror it's it's like five miles so was too
3: much for you is what you're saying yeah
2: yeah i go back to my parents house now and it's like it's like there's no shop Uh, there's no shop there's a pub next door but that's it you know i i prefer to be in the city for
0: now but in like 20 years time then maybe i'd want to be in the woods i mean right now i need to be in the city but uh i definitely love the, the whole countryside vibe you know, know, like, I grew up it's good to over the Lake Superior, you know, like, spending my summers on the lake, all the shit, yeah. going boating, like, that's a big part of my life. House.
2: Why didn't you just get a summer house, Charlie?
3: I, oh, in theory, could do, I, <laughs> I could actually, I could afford that, but <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know, I, I would
2: that's a good point. Actually. You could, do, yeah. move, move to the lake. in like, the
0: shit, summer. like, shit, already, I shit. can see the numbers <laughs> yeah. spinning in his head. It's like the Matrix, where everything turns yeah. to black, and yeah. the green text is I coming know, down. I'm like...
3: <laughs> You know, actually, you're right. Though. That actually would you could be, could do be lovely. That. Just move to I'll come hang out and... <laughs> You could do that. We'll for do a, a remote podcast just, yeah. yeah. just for three months or something. Yeah, just enough like to place. fuck off and and uh, to to kind of r- retreat. We've, yeah. Well, I
0: actually thought about that, like trying to get a, a spot even for like a week or two outside of Berlin, like I don't know, forty-five minutes. It's like kind of a badass little spot that's got a yeah. pool and stuff where you just hang out and eat a bunch of yeah. food and party stoked, down man. and swim.
3: Have oh, you, have you guys, perfect. any, have you ventured to the parts outside of
2: Berlin?
0: Went to a couple, what, like, like not lake, outside, outside, like but some of the lakes, lakes and yeah, like Muggesi and yeah. stuff. How somewhere. was it's it? Pretty it's nice, beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful.
2: There's a lot of nice places.
0: Really? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it obviously isn't like the ocean or the sea, but
2: really. It's like a an inexpensive yeah, part of town. It's like the architect's dream house. Really? Yeah. So a lot every of time that I've seen have been like, woo.
3: Okay, that's the. I figured as much. Because whenever you're flying in, you see all these. You see like oh, a yeah, shit yeah, ton yeah. of lakes and yeah. stuff in To the I west. Wonder, for sure. I was like, I mean, like, who lives out there? Yeah. These you can places. go
0: to Ustam, which is like the Baltic Sea. And every time I see pictures, it actually looks beautiful. Really? I've been thinking of going, but I, I talked to some people that grew up in, in Berlin and they Germany. And they're it. like, that's for fucking old people. <laughs> like, <it's>, I'm like, so. <laughs> well, yeah. dude, I. Yeah, I'm there. kind of feeling old. <laughs> like I for example, the last time that I went on vacation was 3 years ago. Now I did the whole uh Tulum BPM type thing yeah. and I I I went to the whole oh, nice. rave shit one day, but like the rest of it I stayed at the resort. And I didn't care at that point. Ah. I was just like I need a va- I decided December 1st or something I'm like I need a vacation immediately I'm burned out because this was so you used the gig as a vacation I <clears throat> just or did that like, well I didn't even play a gig I, I just happened to be around the same time oh nice and um so I went there and like you know when you go to this resort that's all in, all inclusive with alcohol and shit everybody's like from Ohio and they're like
1: Spring yeah. break uh, yeah. Shit hammered by the pool So yeah
0: You actually weren't getting That much relaxation in Well I was But the thing was It's so like I'd be ready for bed By like 9 o'clock And 20. people were just like I'm ready turning And they're <laughs> like We're staying up till 1230 yeah. Woo yeah. And I'm like That ain't me man I'm gonna go I'm gonna get up I'm gonna go scuba diving Or some shit Like uh, Because you know When your job is parties You don't want to party On nah, vacation But when all. your job Is sitting in the office Of course you want to get you Fucked wanna, up you on You want to turn vacation. up it's Yo what's up? up with Jersey yeah. What's that I saw what, I'm, Jersey I'm
3: very like i yeah, yeah cause i'm curious about places like that i don't know like much that.
2: about it but i know it's i don't actually know much about it to be honest i know it's a very small place but it's stone sovereign territories yeah. it's a distinctly what separate is it from, i don't know anything so about it. it's an but, island just off the south of england
3: what i've heard is that it's like a some it's crazy tiny. weird tax haven type yeah, thing yeah, where, yeah, where basically haven. filthy rich can live and yep. you, there's a weird threshold, like you have to have a mil- like. I definitely don't qualify for this. You have to have a million in the bank or something yeah. just to be eligible to live there. Yeah. But they have their own autonomous government, separate, wholly separate from the UK yep. government. They work in conjunction, but they're their own, uh, like <laughs> their own, their own country, <laughs> yeah. country more or less. Yeah, know right? they are. Yeah, which is really. But they're within the the jurisdiction of yeah. of, of Great Britain. Maybe so. they
0: didn't. I don't know whether they were in Brexit or not. So is it Social. kind of like a more political governmentized version of the Hamptons or something? I suppose yeah, so, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Interesting. i have never heard of it before, but
3: it's, you, when you start hanging around hanging around Brits, you occasionally yeah. hear it be mentioned as like Jersey a Jersey is like a as a destination yep.
2: of sorts. Definitely it's
0: Little alcohol break. Should we take some questions from the internet? sure all right i got a handful of them here um we'll get into the nerdy stuff in a little bit so we'll go with more of the social commentary things at the moment uh someone wrote in just wondering what your thoughts are on outdoor festivals such as deck Mantle and dimensions do you like events like that what is cool or annoying about playing them and is there any smaller maybe unknown festivals you'd like to give a shout out to it's a lot. That's a loaded question. There. That's a good question. I'm though. guessing Charlie hates the DAC Mano That's Festival. Yeah. But <laughs> he loves it. I love it as well. It's a brilliant festival. You have I think it's sold out already this yeah, year. Yeah, right? sold
2: out within two days. I think. Three yeah, days. then
0: they don't fuck
3: around. It's a, it's a cool festival. Um, yeah. there. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. Festivals are really different than club environments for sure. Like, I'm sure you, you guys both can attest to like the the sound and everything it's different than an intimate club where you know yeah. certain things are going to sound good but in a festival yeah. it's like shit just kind of large scale la- large scale big the bass can be muddy at yeah. a lot of festivals I mean deck metal is maybe an exception because it's really nice but like festivals that aren't so well produced could actually be yeah. stressful be, to do but yeah, I don't know. Do you guys know any young um, any small
2: I've festivals? I've actually I actually really wanna support I don't know whether they're actually small anymore, but also this Forte festival in uh, Portugal, Portugal and yeah, Neo Pop in Portugal. Oh, I keep I've, hearing about Neo Pop. I really wanted wanted to go there this really? year and see what it's like because I've heard some brilliant things about these Portuguese festivals. I think the Portuguese scene is really
0: strong. It's picking up, man. Yeah. Um basically I've I've played a handful of club gigs and like some bigger rave yeah. things in, in Portugal. Cool scene, they're into some heavy shit, and uh, the food is fucking insane. Like yeah. the best seafood you ever have. So, um I guess... Sorry to cut you off. Did you have anything to add no, to that? or No, no just that. Um, with festivals, I personally, as a DJ, I don't... I mean, I can play the hour and a half banging out slot, no problem. Yeah. I'm not... There's other people that can do my job just as good, if not better, in that regard. Yeah. I'm definitely more suited for a more intimate, longer set in a yeah. small club. That being said, I'll gladly go wherever it kind of uh, you know, satisfies my ego and checkbook. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Um, I guess the, the interesting thing about that is... Uh, you know, one of the big topics a lot lately for people is they're complaining that festival lineups are the same. It's the same fifteen people or twenty yeah, DJs. Just kind of look that way. Though. And uh, it's never different either year. Blah blah blah. You know, so that's the gist of it, and that's how it's big. But the thing is, is when a festival takes a risk on smaller names, that's when it tends to fail. Like you have to have some of these bigger names in order to pull the other people out. Now. Let's let's think about this for a minute because Deckmantle is a good example. Deckmantle started off as a very heady selectors yeah. sort of uh, it was a smaller party, smaller vibe, you know. Like you had to be, kind of be in the know to know about yeah. it. Uh, and they weren't always booking the people that were like gonna bring out the t- you know all the yeah. people. Now it's like one of the biggest and most respected festivals in the Netherlands. Yeah, and so it's like on one hand, people say, "Oh well, festivals can't exist if it's." Uh, unless it's all big name people yeah. but at the same time um that's yeah, why or like you know for example you said you played reactor and that was really good i yeah. remember some of the i was at some of the first reactor parties and that was a bit more on the smaller scale now yeah. they're very powerful yeah. Yeah. whereas other agencies or not agencies but uh event companies right. in the netherlands that have been very big for years have definitely lost some of the appeal or support yeah. both by djs and club attended but uh, i also attendees. think
2: going back to Dead mantle they also had like a core group of artists which they kind of like maybe were kind of like as you could put it like residents for the festival and they also Definitely. built up a massive name like palms tracks and like Core super and all, all those guys they all but they brought them like as the festival grew the artists grew as well because it was such a like they they picked out a handful of artists which were really talented which also helped build the both the festival in hand with the artists as well,
3: yeah, they kind of picked like their yeah. their core group and they yeah they've definitely had some some of the bigger artists lately, but they've always been very um they've always kept true to their spirit in terms of having shit that they like that is uh that actually is really obscure like some of my the some of my friends like um yeah, they have new uh, there's just there's a ton of stuff that they put out there that other festivals wouldn't dream of putting out there and that's yeah. really cool you know
0: totally and so i guess that's what i'm getting at is that it's it's definitely possible for a festival or a party series to succeed with i guess let's say less common names yeah, yeah but uh of course there's a it's lot of a lot yeah, of yeah, pieces need to be challenge. put into place properly before so yeah. yeah
2: maybe they need to be willing to
0: maybe take a loss on the first and then yeah. on the second then it's work gonna
1: it's
3: work its way
0: up yeah so. well i mean i like i know i there's some there's multiple festival uh promoters that i've met over over the years but there's even a couple that said like you know we have an eight year ten year plan like this—that's the year that we start making money. It's yeah. like any business. Yeah, I can, I can
2: see wild. that.
0: I, I don't—I don't know what the European standard is, but I know in America, like you're basically expected as business to lose money your first three years, years. Yeah, you know, and maybe it's even more now. I don't know. I didn't keep up with the shit, but no,
3: that, that, that sounds about right. Yeah.
0: Um, one of the next questions I got is, what do you find is an underground label and a more mainstream one? Are labels <laughs> like Drum code and True Soul mainstream, and why? Be honest, I mean, I've never I've never heard of True Soul, to be honest.
2: And drum code is definitely mainstream because it is In the underground context, I guess. But are you still releasing with them? Um I, I don't at the moment I don't have
0: anything for them, yep. you know um, But no,
2: I, I see drum code as like obviously back in the day it was super underground, but then it obviously a label grows to be to be in a position it's in and nobody can help that position it's in, you know? It get it, it grows from the super small from the really underground Adam Bayer stuff to like now it's like a full-blown brand, you know? Mm-hmm. I think every every
0: label grows to be a brand in a certain way, so. Yeah, I mean, I I guess when it comes to it, like in my opinion these days because record sales are terrible no matter if you're fucking Depeche Mode yeah. or, or yeah. Adam Bayer, yeah. yeah. at this point everything is basically underground. Um, More or less. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to put it into, if you want to, you know, In the in regards to techno, it would be the most mainstream label in the sense that it has the most sales on Beatport yeah. and it has the biggest um, branding. But does that make it mainstream? No, my sister's still never heard of drum yeah, code, yeah. you know, yeah. blah, 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 you know, <laughs> shit like that. So it doesn't <laughs> so, yeah. matter. Um,
2: well, I don't know what but, sort of la- labels would be classed as underground because, I mean, maybe you could say the pole group is underground, but it's only underground to... Uh, a certain number of people, as you say, like my sister wouldn't know who Pole Group is, but there would be everybody in tech. Most people in techno would know who Pole Group is. So, I mean, it's kind of like. They, yeah, according who, to techno snobs. Yeah, yeah, but who, yeah, maybe who, who would know, know who is underground? I would say
3: and, Arsenic is definitely underground. Arsenic is fucker. definitely
2: underground. And that's like six or seven releases deep. And that's.
3: That's underground. That, yeah. That's stuff that, I, that actually gets me
0: really excited. That type of. Because, like, that's. <laughs> that's uh, t- I mean, but the next question uh, is: Does it matter if it's underground? No. Like no, I would play. A, I would play a record on Defected tomorrow if I thought it was well, bad. Yeah. So yes. that's, that's maybe I'm thing. a yeah.
3: ball. Maybe, but. If, I, maybe I was hallucinating. But I'm fairly. I'm fairly certain that there's been track lists of like when I first clocked Road, uh, road hide several years ago uh, during when, when the time when he started to like r- rise to popularity. I do recall the odd
2: drum code track
0: being. Th-
3: yeah, in sure, he so,
0: to it. He still will play that. Song. Yeah, I think even like,
2: you know, now, like I can't remember which track it was, but there was a couple of tracks which got quite famous on drug code recently with a lot of like kind of as you would class it underground techno people. Yeah, and but, so
3: it's it really to me, it's yeah, it's neither here nor there. Good music is good music. I don't, yeah. If it's if it's a quality tune, it doesn't matter yeah, whether
0: um Donald Trump put it. <laughs> <laughs> <that's> <laughs> a, we will yeah. We won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, Nigel am I'm sorry. Oh, but it is <laughs> interesting, <Don't> mention <laughs> his name. Because <laughs> the thing is, is uh, what determines underground is kind of... Re- I forget the quote. Regis had a really great quote about it. Um, and it basically... I don't remember exactly what he said, but what it comes down to is it's determined by kind of supply and demand and whatnot. So, like, for example, um, you know... If I go out and hear Charlie play at a party this weekend, I could hear him play 30 records in, what, two hours or whatever it is. I might know three of them, let's yeah. say. And I'd be like, what is all this crazy shit? Like, that's some underground, yeah. wild warehouse, whatever. And you might be like, dude, this I got this shit on B-Port. I don't yeah. know. Like It's really <laughs> interesting. You go to a club and you're like, where do they... I, there's yeah. plenty of times where people have opened for me. I'm like, where the fuck do they get these records? Yeah. Yeah. That's what also sometimes I, in a good context and sometimes in a bad context. You know, like some people have never heard of either of all three yeah. of us guys yet. Um, I've actually I, I, would think this,
3: I would venture to say the majority of people probably haven't heard of us. Well, yeah, yeah but yeah. I mean, I'm saying like within, in, in regards exactly. to yeah. the techno so. realm. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah so, No, that's
0: a good point. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's funny. all perspective, really. Yeah, it is
3: interesting. There, there are there's definitely moments where you walk in and you're like, you're like, damn. Like in in a positive
2: sense, yeah. you walk
3: in, you're like, like, where the fuck are you getting your promos yeah. from? Because <laughs> no, I actually, haven't heard a single one of these things, and had, these are cool.
2: I've actually, well, your set last weekend at Berkhain was also one of them. Oh, you didn't recognize many. I was like, whoa, what the fuck is? This? Have, <laughs> to be honest, a
3: lot of that stuff was like, we're fucked up. Like dollar bin. Like vinyl bangers yeah. or weird things that like that people w- exactly would st- you got
2: to dig if you if you really want to like
3: then yeah, then there's definitely some digging going on yeah. there but like that's funny funny you mentioned that that was equal parts half of it was um not half well I mean I didn't I played maybe I brought about yay many records Hel- yeah. a healthy stack probably played a handful of them but like ha- I'd say the cooler moments were equal parts vinyl and equal part equal parts beatport so it really doesn't yeah, fucking yeah. matter yeah. If, if it it's, equals out to the same and and it's like the the intent like or like if you what really i think the cool thing about what you know being a a good selector uh involves is like you really can um you can tell a cool story or do you can do some you
0: can make a cool statement with things
3: that other people are passing over or passing by yeah yeah
2: definitely definitely
0: i mean you know as as someone that uh i started uh, you know I was around when when there was no tractor. You had to buy records. I used to do the buying for a record shop, like buying techno and everything. Uh, So I knew what was up. But it's for me. It was I always knew that I kind of fucking had a badass record when uh, because I I knew everybody that came in the shop. I knew like if you guys were you know you come in, we get our records Tuesday, Thursdays. I'd be like. Char- write Charlie's name on yeah, it like yeah, Sam yeah. Sam's gonna love this yeah. and so like I knew whatever, and then of course they would up, they would do their own searching for sure but yeah. at the point I'm like you're definitely gonna love this one anyway I'll tell people like oh man you gotta, you gotta get this new James Ruskin record they're so, like oh, it's kinda dark whatever blah 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 <laughs> but then um I'm at the club and they're like, dude, what the fuck is this? I'm like, like, see, I reckon, this is what was in your box. Exactly, it's also or, the environment. Or the, or the vice versa, where I go up and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this? And it's something like, you've already heard. And the, you forgot a no, it. promo that I listened to earlier today. They're like, oh, yeah, it's the new Satoic Mass. I'm like, yeah. fuck, man, I got to go back and get <laughs> yeah. that. You know what I yeah. mean? That's, so, that's a, and that's actually a true. wild
3: thing. like. Sometimes you you will pass on something and yeah. then
0: be like here in the
2: club and it's, it sounds or immense also like you listen you listen to a podcast or something and it's got like some IDs on there and you like scroll through and you find out which track it's and you're find like out shit you like have it in your and then you, you like no. Lo- no you look back at your like inbox and you like try and source the promo uh, and it's like out of date and you can't <laughs> download it again and you're like fuck yep. missed that one no that
0: happens <laughs> all the time there's pl- there's plenty of times because I can't be bothered to download listen to the promos I buy the record and then. Um, I'm like, fuck, this sounds familiar. I go home and I look at the inbox, and I'm like, oh, I got the promo four months ago. (laughs) And if you're really lucky, it's the the promo still active, so you can get the digital files. Uh, And then it would be like, well, I just saw it, now I bought the record. So that's pretty fucking good feedback, right? Because you can't get any better feedback than saying someone wanted to buy it, so...
3: I've occasionally I've I've made the faux pas of downloading a promo twice cuz I forgot yeah, that download. was yeah, like yo of course. this is fire and then yeah. like yo you already commented on this yeah. saying, <laughs> oh, yeah. saying something similar like, oh shit my bad last last I really week, liked you like the, the other
0: track
1: <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean I don't know there's there's so many so many times with with that stuff with promos it's it's really easy to overlook this That's
3: the thing yeah it's like it yeah, it takes a undiv- it takes your undivided attention, and you get so bombarded with that stuff yeah. that after some point, it actually all starts to sound. There's a, a moment where you have to take a step back because it all starts to sound the yeah. same. Yeah. You can't even tell mm-hmm. if you listen to two, if you listen to eight hours of music, you're going to lose your objectivity. Yeah, you know?
0: totally. It's funny. Uh, Jack Master said something recently. He's like, uh, I don't remember what exactly what it was, but basically the point was. Whenever I listen to promos when I've been drinking, it's really shit. Because it's like you're like, Oh, this everything sounds much better when you had a couple drinks. <laughs> yeah. You're in a good mood, you're like, I'd play that, I'd play that next year like what I I got five folders of shit here and I'm I'm not gonna add any of this <laughs> yeah. to the sticks, you know? I've done that way more. In fact, I, maybe you should listen to your poems when you're drunk, because then you'd maybe no. like source so out connect, some true, like, true you story yeah. with a drunk audience. <laughs> sometimes, like, coffee in the morning. sometimes I bought a fucking painting and I, it's coming from the States and I got held up at Schoenberg, which is the customs where it's another city you have to go to, to uh, like, receive things in Europe from outside of the yep, European yeah. Union. So I have to go get this painting and I'm like, what the hell? And I, I put the dots together, came home. From dinner and drinks one night, and feeling good, bought a painting. I'm like, <laughs> it
2: sounds so. <laughs> oh, I don't
0: really need this. Shit. I didn't need to spend the money on this, so I oh, gotta go uh- pick it up. But, you know. Or Amazon buys you go, and you look like your recommended items. You're just like, yeah. oh so, yeah, my,
3: my good buddy Vin Soul, always tell me about like f- f- fucked up uh, discog, late night drunk discog purchases he would <laughs> yeah. make for like some rare two hundred dollar record. Then you wake up and be, oh, what have I done?
2: I don't know yeah. if you could ever be feel bad about buying a record there because wow. always a record is going to be Oh, I felt nah, bad yeah, about buying it. some records, man. i <laughs> like, why the fuck coffee. did I buy this? <laughs> but it's always that one that you put on at the party and be like, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <And> be <stuck. laughs>
1: um,
0: I'm just looking at other questions here. I'm getting a lot of questions. kind of the same set of questions lately. A lot of people are asking about booking agencies and getting an agent. Um, don't even think my, about that. Yeah, shit. my my short term answer for that is, you know, they're not going to be able to do much for you unless you're already having some That's sort the of thing. demand. Don't
3: so, even worry. Like, just um, fo- I'm sure same. We can agree. with you. just focus on the music. Totally. You know? That's um, the only thing to worry about. Speak for I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna have some booking agents on the sho- on the show hopefully pretty soon, and they'll maybe tell you what they're looking mm. for, what they're not looking for. But for the most part, if if you're not already getting three or four requests a month to your email, they're not going to really do much better. Yeah. I mean, in rare instances, somebody can really elevate your career. Yeah, I, but I, I can see. The that odds are highly against can... you. You yeah. know what I mean? Um. Yeah, and so I just having an agent doesn't going to do shit. Sorry, yeah, you know?
3: so it's all about the music.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. Faran wants to know the best and worst cities to play in and why.
3: The best cities to play in, and why? Best and worse, but we, let's
0: not go into the worst because then we'll never get welcome back. <laughs>
3: yeah, actually, if we talk about the
0: worst, we will I think do. I think the is promoters
2: a, will know exactly what we're talking about too. So it's a very far away thing. But I had one of my favorite gigs last year in Colombia in Medellin, which was Medellin. like well, Colombia goes great, off. Man. Yeah, it's like one one of the best. And I'm going to go
0: back there we in had more May. More fun there
3: and it than was, in anywhere in Europe
0: did you uh did you play for jose or juan or yeah yeah i mean the thing is is like i've been going to Colombia since i don't know over i think 15 years now yeah. and like it's it's changed a lot it's gone through its phases uh for better or worse right now it's on a good tip yeah. i think i mean as a visitor someone from Colombia may disagree but i've had the last couple of trips there have been uh Really good. Like. I, had,
3: I had a good time there. It's the flight it's so fucking long? Jesus! Like from the states, for it was couple. easier. From the states, yeah. it's easier, but even then, free from California, it's still like a. Fly down to Mexico City, then taking it was like a, I felt like it was it's a, a day trip, a sixteen-hour yeah. flight just from California. So I don't even want to know what it is from Europe. Yeah. Not once again, hashtag sixteen DJ's hours. Sixteen hours. <laughs> yeah, from Europe.
0: I've I've done uh, Berlin to to meeting before yeah. so um, I, I i think it's i'm kind of like going to buenos aires from here
3: i i think you're a lot you're significantly younger than i am i'm, I'm i i got some i got some years on these kids for yeah. the for those listening <laughs> i'm a, six years i mean i'm an old motherfucker so i can't be sitting in a plane for like 18 hours that's it was a
0: long ball child <laughs> 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 no I, I mean fuck that's why i'm living here is uh Oh, because the flight dude. its its well, yeah. I mean, it's—it's it's too damn long to fly that long. Well, that's the beautiful thing: is a long flight for us here
3: in Europe as well. For two is hours, like, three hours, like, yeah. The long—I say yeah, like, If you gotta go to
0: Portugal, maybe somewhere in Russia, that's about it. Yeah, or, or Georgia is oh, a long. Oh fuck!
3: I, I, speaking of which, I have a—I think I'm doing a, a, a. How do you pronounce it? Tbilisi, Tbilisi, Tbilisi? Tbilisi. Tbilisi. Georgia. Gig, and that's a—that's not exactly accessible. It's no, kind I think of, you have like, in, a man.
2: connection in Turkey. Or?
3: It's a little bit of. Uh, it's not so far, but it's a little bit of a track. It's yeah. a track, man.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's a it's a it's more of a flights thing than it is. Than distance. The actual.
2: Distance. Yeah, I actually yeah. heard the flights are like really fucked up. Like even if you have to, you have to like wait six hours in the airport just because of the, the way things are the routed way, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you, is, are you
1: putting,
3: is your yeah, yeah. you have a gig confirmed there? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's maybe, what's up. Yeah.
2: So I have never been there. You've been there before?
0: No, you haven't. Okay, and, uh, so we're
3: both we haven't been there either. No, yeah. it. I had
0: an offer in November, turned it down. Uh, Waiting for the next one to come in. Let's see. Yeah. But I've heard that it's fucking going off right now because you got Bassiani, which some people refer yeah. to. Is that a one I'm almost empty? It shouldn't be. I just Damn. opened it. We got more wait. bottles of wine there. Sorry. I
3: think I'm the culprit. Um, yeah, Bassiani's supposed
0: to be. It's Yeah. Uh, well, and there's a bunch of parties going off in Georgia. And uh, Jesus. the nice thing about that city is you're going to have like all your big names there. <laughs> but you see a lot of... Uh, like younger guys or guys that are just new upstarts also playing there as well. So it's like
2: a, yeah, they have a real, like you were saying about all these festivals, people only booking the big people. I feel like Georgia is kind of not only booking the smaller people, but also like having a nice range of uh, the smaller acts and the bigger acts as well. And also the I think the people there are really respectful of that as well, because the feedback, when you pop online that you're playing in this country, then the people that live in that place, like are really welcoming for you to go there.
0: So, I heard the you food's this shit too Really? Really? Yeah Nice nah, exactly. Well I have you been that. in that Georgia restaurant Over by uh, the Native Instruments office? Uh, well, I haven't uh, That shit's skillet, awesome a, uh, man I don't remember what it's called It's across from Cole the dudes uh, It's fucking lit Oh it's across from the dudes Yeah On Tosh.
2: Georgie's Kleine Kneifer Kleine Kneifer Is, it, is, Kleine he, Kleine is he Georgian? He might I don't know be. Some Georgie, <laughs> some Georgie, yeah. That's just it's a small little.
3: Anyway, I haven't, had,
0: I haven't had Georgian food in Georgia, but as far as I know, because that's my my introduction to Georgian though? food. Uh, potatoes. It's kind of heavier shit. There's potatoes, like some stuff. There, there's right, a lot of meat. meat and potatoes. some bread. <laughs> <laughs> like they do these kind of weird sort of bread cheesy type. Yeah. It's all like really heavy east, on the carbs. The shit.
3: further east you go, no, yeah, that is east. The further east you go, the the more meat and starch they eat, and it, it becomes increasingly harder to find green vegetables. Yep. That's my only critique. Once again, sorry, hashtag DJ's complaining for the <laughs> fifth or umpteenth time. Sometimes you roll to a, you roll up on a, uh, you roll up on fools out of the city, and you just want a kale salad. Heaven forbid trying to explain that to, to these cats. Hey, I want green vegetables, yeah. and they're like <laughs> Look at you like you're
0: crazy. Dude, I'm a vegetarian. I've had oh, some damn. tough times. <laughs> All right, I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> But no, I know, yeah. I mean, like, well, you know who's a bad culprit for that is France. It's – that's – for uh, in, at yeah. least in Central Europe, that's the hardest place to get – A salad. Yeah. Basic shit like that. Um, <clears> I mean, you can always get a salad or something, but your options are far limited. Like, you go to Italy, Spain, whatever, you can always get uh, something amazing. Decent, yeah. In Germany, like, if you go play, like, a bumfuck sort of parole club out in the middle of nowhere Germany – your options are schnitzel or salmon.
1: <laughs>
0: so <laughs> you, know? you don't eat any fish at all? I eat fish, yeah. Yeah, yeah fish. I, I mean, I, I was, I'm, I'm still a huge fan so of meat. You're technically. Yeah. I, I'm technically a pescatarian, but I always feel like a douchebag when I say, like, well, I'm Fish are whatever. delicious. Yeah. Fish are delicious. And
2: fish I'm not, I'm not particularly delicious. fond of them as an fish animal. Fish so.
3: We need to do some Japanese food, actually, yeah. speaking of fish.
0: I went to that nimbyashi the other day. Why is that's, that? That's it's the new place over by Rosenthaler.
2: Strasse, Rosenthaler. O-
0: oh, over Plus. by Yamcha Heroes and shit. It's uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. but this one just over the way is uh, really nice. This oh. Japanese place, the um, uh, Kokolo? Yeah, Kokolo. The,
0: that oh, place yeah. is that place is legit. Quite a bit. Yeah. Might end up there after this. Yeah. Right <laughs> Wait, <laughs> actually, I yeah, almost, I'm I'm actually it, I think the, uh, it, the the kitchen closes in about. Ten fifteen 15
3: yep. minutes In ten fifteen minutes.
0: minutes? Yeah, we can't make it there God in time
3: damn. Let's, let's double check It's 10 o'clock If we can make it there in time I, if, if it closes at
0: 11 Then you want to shut the show down early not,
3: I would say in 20 minutes We roll over there
0: Sorry right. audience we, Ramen is It's cool We're getting towards the end of shit anyway It's almost two hours Google it and let, Who knows We might 20, be getting yeah, some It's 2300 we, It says 2300
3: 2300 meaning the last call There would probably be 15 minutes before Can I give More? a mention
0: to uh,
2: Gareth Wilde? So, yeah, what up, dude? I've seen going? him comment on the Instagram picture. When's he do back in Berlin? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully soon. I know uh, he just played at Suicide Circus. I was just with him at the weekend in Manchester. We had a brilliant nice. time for a clergy party at Hidden with Dax J and Reflect, which was a lot of fun. Right he's on. He's living in Malta, which is... Oh, he is? Yeah. I thought he was... Okay, I thought he was still in the UK. No, he he was. I think he's going to go back soon, but... Right on. Do you know him?
0: Um, no, but... I, I believe we've met we personally, him. but we yeah. chat online and all yeah, that shit. Definitely. So, um, well, we'll, we'll plow through the questions. We'll try and get out of here in the next 10 minutes. If if you're down for some ramen and soccer, yeah, I'm
2: down for some, like, it might be,
3: we'll fucking call might, him. Yeah. We'll tell him
0: we'll get, we'll see what's up. Let's see what's up. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the production questions. So therefore, if you're not a, a studio nerd, you just fast forward this part of the interview. Oh, yeah. Um, uh,
2: we're pretty nerdy in this building. You got you guys down with the production chair? <laughs> you oh, got to sworn to
0: secrecy. Too much love. Uh, well, he already, we already got the Depeche Mode talk. We could we could probably go on more for that, but we'll do that another time. We wants to know a brief description of your recording process and a very long description of the best flanger for drum tracks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> brief description, fire up
3: a couple machines, analog preferably, hit record. Uh, long description of uh shit f- flanger flangers. Up. I I it doesn't even need to be a nice flanger. It could be uh actually doesn't matter at all. Um I'm a big fan of uh the the Eventide flangers. I'm also a big f- uh f- fan of the uh Insonic the DP either DP two or DP four flangers. And even shitty Ableton flanchers, truth be told, don't,
0: like, don't, I, I mean. I don't know. I use it, a lot of the Ableton built-in
1: shit. Yeah. If, particularly if
0: yeah. basic stuff. If it's yeah. a if it's an element, like a hook, then you got to kind of bust out the better EQ yeah. and shit. But if it's like kind of a backing element, it doesn't have to have the best.
2: I think the new EQ on Ableton 9 is, is perfect. Oh, I mean, obviously you're not going to be the fab filter, it's but like, it's yeah. easy to just drop on and do your thing and then get out of there.
0: I have the Waves SSL EQ, and that thing is fucking brutal. Oh, it's super good. Yeah. Um, Next, uh, this guy, Ted Fugel. I I think... Big up, big up, Ted. I know him. I've been playing... He's a good kid. I play that Oil Pains track a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think he... Didn't he move here recently? He did. Uh, Big up, Ted. He's in the
2: same studio block as me.
0: Okay. What up? Anyway. Super talented guy. When you're producing, sometimes the arrangements just aren't coming... What do you do to get out of the creative block and get out of that never-ending loop, so to speak? I think I think personally um,
2: is I can't remember what the exact word is, but just put everything in for the amount of minutes you want the track to be, and sub, yeah, you know, sub, subtractive arrangement. So put everything in and work your way backwards, wh- rather than working your way forwards. Put everything in for six and a half minutes, or however long you want it to be. Work your way backwards, and then record live over the top of that. Your, certain, your main elements. For me
0: personally,
3: no, that's a good technique, guys. Yeah, mm, nice. it's super good.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I I've come back to it a lot before, but there's um, nah, fuck, what is this? Two or three bottles of wine in Brian Eno's cards. The uh, the oblique strategies. I brought this up on the show. You guys wear these? No, no. Uh, he put out this set of cards, I want to say in the uh, 70s yeah. or 80s. And it's like, like very... It's to tell you what to do like, in the next uh,
3: step in the production yeah, process. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit pretentious.
0: But, but dude, it's, it's helped a number of times because it makes sure. you think differently. And like, like the tarot cards of yeah.
3: production, yeah. more or less, where it's like, but, reduce, add more. Or something yeah, like yeah, exactly.
0: exactly. And it, it could be interpreted a million different ways. But like, let's say uh, what I've accepted the fade on lately with some things is, for example... If I have a track where it's it's this dope loop, but you know you can't really make it into the song structure or something, then maybe it's just a five minute loop. Yep. And if it's still dope, put it out like that. And if it's not, then maybe it's just a freebie yep. for the net. Yeah. Like it ain't meant to be. Because yep. sometimes there's sounds that are really awesome, but they well, there's just no way to make them. You know. Work. That's also I, that's
3: what I love about uh, like sleep archive type tracks is it literally can be a fire loop for five minutes where yeah. the only thing different to you do, if it's a good loop, you literally could only introduce one element and that will be the <laughs> only change that happens. <laughs> yeah. that's like, yeah. that's, and that is actually, it shows, it exhibits mad restraint. Yeah. And a lot of cats end up trying to do too much. Like you literally could have one, you could have a kick, a hi-hat, a really cool synth line, fuck all else happening yeah. and then
2: one little static comes in and that's it. And also I, th- it. I think that textures also play a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, a major part in modern day techno is textures because yeah. if you drop it, More so if you than, float yeah. in and out of textures then that will add the interest to the whole arrangement rather than if you just have like a, a blunt stab or yeah. whatever that low
3: key is in a way it's in a sense like the textural you can Even use noise, the smallest
2: amount of white noise dropping in and out textural
3: noise every actually can again. serve the purpose of like a lead synth yeah. or something or the, whatever which changing. is something like
2: Louis Fauci or somebody like that would do really oh, really well Quartz like all or someone, this Paul yeah. group stuff is like really textural
0: what is your favorite most useful plug or outboard processor and why reactor <coughs> reactor, reactor. Huh. straight off reactor yeah less, you, less you reactor and guy too
3: uh, I know I like reactor a lot actually but I haven't uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think actually from my the plugin I use the mo- I go to the most is the the Valhalla reverbs. It's pretty nice. Right. Yeah. I like that. It's yeah, similar to watch. like
0: a space. Uh, so a type convolution type space awesome. reverb type. Yep. Of, yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean they're definitely nice
3: for outboard gear. What I mean, what do you what do you prefer the most? What the outboard? Yeah, if
2: you had to say it's a essential piece of gear. <laughs> probably the only piece of gear that I've got (laughs) (laughs) the (laughs) The blowfeld but I actually have been opening up well not opening up but using the MS2000 which is in the studio I've used that a lot more recently and it's a cool piece of kit but I don't have a lot of gear I'm I'm more plug-in based at the moment but obviously in in times to come then I will venture into the hardware world more and more so but with that said
3: it's funny so the tracks that Sam and I've made actually have virtually no almost no analog whatsoever the synths that we recorded are all actually digital synths yeah. uh, but that doesn't diminish the, the quality at all. at all but also layered with
2: the Blofeld like we try to match the aesthetics from the from the digital synth to the uh, to the hardware synth yeah. I think. Oh, we try to match we try to overlay a lot of the uh, yeah, uh, we elements. definitely
3: beefed things up a yeah. bit
0: um, so I guess as far as sound design goes what because you, you said it's all in the box basically is there like a certain synth plugin that like kind of gets you going or <clears throat> we used the whole range I think on our productions we used
2: yeah. the surge from Vember Audio which is a cool FM thing also FM8 um all the native instrument stuff Rob Pap and Blue all the Rob Pap and stuff yeah Yuhi things they were yeah. really cool you know there's a whole there's a whole range of stuff out there but it's just Achoria or them old like mini Moog things and uh and the, the uh, this is definitely a
3: I mean, yeah. I shouldn't be disclosing this, but the the uh, ones the one synth that you had that sounded crazy was the the pro. Oh the, yeah, the yeah. Pro one. Yeah. That shit was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: That's that a yeah. good one. I think that's also by achoria yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean,
2: or native instruments. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the, oh yeah, the Pro Fifty Three. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a classic sick. too.
0: Yeah. I mean, those are those are classic ones that always work. Um, I've used those in so many tracks. Same with FMA. I did so yeah. much. I guess these days. Um, I end up, I do have a lot of gear, and I'm using that. But when I'm using um, plugins, which isn't as often anymore, I guess I've been using the Diva and Ace quite oh, a bit. Oh, the,
3: the Diva is, is yeah. phen- phenomenal. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. a little resource Since. intensive,
0: but and also no, I, you can dig
2: you, deep I into only, like the modulation in there as well. Oh, super! Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah we have the Diva. I find you can only run a few instances before it crap, before yeah. your machine mm-hmm. uh, can't handle it. But the 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 D- Diva's is very. I'm actually not a, a fan of SoftSense. Historically, I'm more mm-hmm. of an, an outboard gear, but Diva is one of the. It's, yeah, it's exceptional. It's really good. And,
0: and Ace isn't bad either. You got to yep. You got. Sometimes I can find something right away, and sometimes you really got to tweak it. Yeah, dig a bit, but yeah. uh, it's worth it. And actually, I one of the other ones that I really like a lot, that I used a lot last week. With Joel Mall was Monarch the oh the yeah, reactor yeah. one really yeah right. I've just started, I've just literally started it's, using it's that. Like, it's so powerful it's so it's super basic it's, yeah. it's three oscillators and a filter
2: yeah. basically but it it's, sounds so amazing I really don't know does. why even really like thick. dropping a few presets on there and just I like think the technology is getting
3: better because it didn't used to be this compelling like also like is. the
2: the Razor and the Micro the Prism nasty. as well from uh, Native Instruments and the Scanner XT and this new one Form. All this native instrument stuff is hard to beat, to like be honest. They're kicking ass, but also I think it's the way you change the character on them as well with distortion. Yeah, and like, no, we uh,
3: Sam does a good job of like of his. One thing I picked up from him was like how his the post production of, of all of all his synths. He he's really good at getting some grit and getting yeah, kind of bringing them bringing out that detail. Yeah, yeah like that's, that's not my that's, forte, man. Far,
0: yeah, I struggle with it too. But you know. you know, last week, like when I when I was working with Joel, I I'm. Definitely one of those guys. I like to bang shit out right away. Like a lot of the music that I like to listen to is like kind of like classic punk rock and shit. And so that whole, my whole mentality is you don't need anything fancy. Just fucking get the idea out right away and yeah. throw it together. And if it's awesome, it will be awesome. No, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I would do that. But then he's the, he's the kind of dude that will sit there and just mess tweak. with the details and yeah. tweak. And like, and I don't have the patience. So I'm just like, cool, you, you run with it. And that's how we compliment each other. But then like if you hear the raw stuff that I jammed out 10 minutes earlier. And then he did his little, st- I'm like, fuck man, that's 10. night and day. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I, the, and, but the, that being said, he has the UAD, oh, the, yeah. the full blown package. Yeah, yeah. And that shit's incredible, man. So I mean, f- I,
3: I, I'm going to say something really controversial. Every, 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 uh, virtually every good thing that I've, I saw I have the UAD with the, like 80 plugins on it. Mm-hmm. Every outcome I've achieved with UAD more or less can be achieved with a little bit of compression and a type of saturation. Yeah, like, yeah like, no, a hundred percent. hundred percent. You know, maybe maybe I'm uh, you know undermining. It's 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 worth, but more or less turning things up just a tad and compressing yeah. them can get comparable results, which is hilarious. But yeah. I do like the UAD
2: stuff and mm-hmm. I do use it a ton. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of good bits in there. They just need to be like.
0: I mean, the reality is is it's like you don't need any of that shit just as yeah. you don't need any hardware stuff either. Um, but if you know how to use some of this stuff correctly, there's no doubt that it has a benefit. Oh, definitely. That being said, I don't have the UAD package. I think the one that I want is like $2,600 to $3,000. I'm yeah. just not – I can't <laughs> throw the money at that right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't expect anybody on the show to be able to. And yeah. I think if you do without – Knowing what the hell you're doing, that's a terrible idea. Do not do that. Yeah. But if if you've been around the block a little bit, then yeah, maybe. But how how
2: up. how expensive is the pack though? Is it similar to like the Waves bundle? the card
0: the card's expensive on its own. It's like a rack thing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Obviously I obviously want to like say it starts a... at two grand. And yeah, then you Get there. some plugins with process it. Process all these plugins like outside. three four hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, and I you know, I
3: sold out more or less like seven grand for the sound card and. A yeah, bunch of plugins, and got... it didn't even include all the plugins. No, I, actually, no, I was fucking no. pissed. I was what's really called,
2: pissed. Called, where was called like built side by side? It's um, like a DD something.
3: It, well, basically, the sound card has the DSP in it. DSP. So yeah, the the, yeah. the nice thing is that it do, it, it can does handle the, some of the load, and it well yeah. it takes it takes the load off of your computer. But that being said, for the amount of money I spent on it, in retrospect, I would have probably only bought a couple of the plugins and then spent that money on outboard gear if I were to do it differently. To be honest, so. I hear the, you. Do they allow demos at all? Or
0: is they it do. Just, oh, yeah? Because once, once
3: so you have good. one bit of the kit, you can uh, demo a plugin for like t- two weeks or something. Or okay, three, you know, so, so you don't
0: have to like shoot into the dark. No, or you can try it out. But I'm, nice. I
3: keep leaning more towards... The more time I... Sp- like. I enjoy plugins a lot, but I lean more towards
0: uh, outboard effects. Um, they you sound can't really fuck good. with outboard you effects. You can't
3: fuck with them, man. They're just too <laughs> I mean, rich.
0: Since, with synths, since, I'm not one of these dudes that's like, oh, you got to use an analog synth. Because I... Let let's put it this way, the reason I support hardware gear is because you can get a lot more done with two hands than you can with one finger. Oh yeah. That's you a know. damn sure. Your lover knows that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> but but the fact of the matter is, is like it it's not whether it exactly it's not whether it sounds good or not, it's that it's what happens is different. All right, like eyes on the prize, look Sorry. over here. <laughs> but uh so anyway, um but when it comes to the outboard effects, you know, JPLS told me this years ago, and I'm like, ah, you're fucking bullshit. But it's true. There's something about it that's different. It's magic. Like, it's well, fucking because, magic, Well, because, you know, like when you get a delay pedal, uh, like a guitar pedal, you, you don't really get to just dial it in and MIDI sync it in. Some do, but for the most part, there's going to be like a little bit of character that makes it well, off. Even, and even in every the... Every pedal has its were... own character, its own sound. And Oh,
3: yeah. Without a doubt. Like, there, it's, it's some shit that can never be replicated by software. Like, I've... I'm uh yeah, and even for example, some of the on some of the tunes we did, there were times where the um the effects the in the the built-in effects on the on the Blowfeld yeah actually sounded cooler than the plugin yeah, the plug-in yeah exactly. Than we would like
2: go back and put them on the Blowfeld rather than like take them off and dry
0: yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. it had it yeah. had its own yeah. character you know definitely. Uh, somebody wants to know. What do you think about the new Roland Boutique models? More specifically, how do you feel about the TRA versus the TR9 in a studio production context? Uh, well, let's start there. I think I they're think shit. They, I think they suck. <laughs> I think they're shit. waiting for that one to come <laughs> out of you, Charlie. <laughs> I think,
3: honestly, my whole career is predicated, it's built upon drum tracks. Like, my biggest tunes were made on 808 or 909, and prin- principally the 909. I take these things very seriously. I'm really disappointed in Roland for not embracing analog technology. They, have, they are trying to say that they're spearheading and going in, in the future. But if you look back historically, all of their, their best successes were total flukes and total accidents. They suck and they're, they're, they, they made cool things without being aware of it. So when they try to do something on purpose, they fail over and over again. <laughs> And it just so happens. I don't actually think that these failures are going to be. No one's going to look back 20 years from now and be oh man, I really need that TR 8 to make this back <laughs> off. It's just, you know, and they're kind of miss. The unfortunate thing, thing is they're missing out. Korg are killing it. Korg doing proper yeah, totally. analog reissues and even the, the R Odyssey thing. That's mm-hmm. fucking sick. The MS-20 reissue is sick. Yeah. Um. Even the... the mini- right there. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that before. Yeah, there we go. It's like one right... Like, that is... Honestly, that's why... Like, this re- analog... The resurgence of this isn't happening with virtual analog stuff... There are cool virtual analog synths out there, but it's not the TR-8. It's not the TR-09. With that said, if I were to go out and do a live rig, I would much rather... I'm not bringing out my 909 because I don't want... It'll of course. Be, I don't want some idiot to spill a beer on it. I would much rather bring, <laughs> bring out. Uh, I don't want some idiot, meaning myself, to sp- spill yeah. a beer
0: yeah. on it. Um, spill Jaeger all over exactly. it. Exactly. Or the Delta <laughs> fucking bag <laughs> channeler to just have a shitty day and kick it. Exactly.
3: Because like of things. Yeah, exactly. That, that type of shit would ha- could happen all day. But... There's, I don't know. It's unfortunate. I feel like Roland's really like screwing the pooch in in that regard. Apparently, Behringer is doing a hybrid 808, 909 analog drum machine. As it as to whether or not it will be accurate remains to be seen. But when Behringer is doing analog gear yeah. and Roland is not, something is wrong.
0: Like and so, Roland just being lazy. as long as it's not. Green on the edges. Obviously, I, mean, I
3: feel very strongly about the matter. In case you didn't apparently
0: know I, I, there's not. I, do you have much you can echo on that? No, no, yeah. I'm out of that game. Um, I've never touched
2: 909, I don't think. Not yet. I mean,
0: that that being said, you can touch mine. I I, I tend to agree with Charlie. You can play with mine. Yeah. The one thing that I will give credit to about the boutique, especially I'd say the TRO, is that. Actually, everything's on the front panel for the most part, which yeah. is easily accessible. You can't say that about any other drum machine, no. really. Uh, That's about it, though.
3: So, <laughs> uh, moving. But on. yeah, with that said, yeah. actually, to not—I I don't want to totally go on the tirade and, and fully uh, denigrate it. I, if if you're if you're a young kid coming up, it's it's a lot more affordable than the the real deal. So, with that said, it's it's the next best thing. Yeah. Me personally, I don't, I don't, I don't, The re- and actually didn't explain why I dislike it. I, I personally don't like the character of it. It doesn't have the same punch. It doesn't have the same crisp, crispiness to it. Like there's something that re- is lacking from the virtual analog engine. But with that said, it's still, I would, if I didn't have a 909 and I was broke, I would, I would, um, I would
0: buy one. Secondhand, it's a good $300 clone. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? The, my, my biggest gripe is it doesn't, it's still not quite close to the original, and it does take. You got to have an outboard processor for you gotta,
3: it. You got to smack the fuck out of it through yeah. a compressor, and really, you have to, to saturate it a bit yeah. to make it.
0: Otherwise, it's just a little too clean to, or yeah, something. It's, it's not exactly. raw enough. Um, so that's how we feel about the boutique series. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> well, it won't be heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you never get one ready of the for your yeah. <laughs> one of the questions uh, that I think is an interesting one is like. How do you, how important do you feel is the room when it comes to being a studio room for production? Definitely. I think Massive. it's it huge. massively.
2: Yeah. You can't you can't work in a room that's not in some
0: way treated. Well, there's if that part the- of it, obviously, from the technical standpoint, but I'm thinking the whole like feng shui uh, really? part no. of it. Uh, I, don't I don't know, know, know whether there's uh, any feng shui needed. You go
2: in there as long as you've got a setup going, then I think the whole it depends if you're in
0: the corner of your bedroom or you're in the corner. Yeah, maybe you won't be so. Then inspired. you won't be so like yeah.
3: Well, but I, so then maybe there's a little bit of that.
0: I mean, uh, maybe it's also when you've just been doing this for long enough that you start to pay attention to other shit. But like, let me, let me, let me, you know, dig this vibe. So you're sitting there at your house. This is what I used to have in the states. I'm sitting there, I, I got my studio set up in a sunroom, which in retrospect is not a great idea with burglars <laughs> being around. Anyway, like it'd be the day, you know, it'd be a sunny day out, there'd be like somebody walking their dog by and shit like that. It's like, how are you supposed to make banging ass yeah. Trezor tracks <laughs> in a setting like that? You know what I mean? And like, the, it's like kind of like a nice fancy little spot. Whereas, um, you know, the studio that I'm in right now, um, I'm not going to say it on the air because studio yeah. theft is a huge deal here. It's a shithole building, yeah, but like yeah. uh, I get music done there, and it's like I really believe the environment lends itself to the music oh, you definitely. can create. And w- so, like for example, if I'm making tracks here, I'm comfortable. I can have my little Bigfoot slippers on, you know. Yeah, if I yeah. can have some coffee, the the reality is my tracks are probably going to be a little bit more laid back or whatever. Yeah, Whereas, yeah. like if you're in this like course environment, your computer chair is not so comfortable that shit's going to be a little bit more on edge. Yeah. You know, and I also, if you can play it louder yeah, and stuff I've been like in the studios where like, they got a little kitchenette and stuff for coffee. And it's yeah. like, you can hang out, which is dope as it's hell. Specific. Don't get me wrong. But then I almost feel like that makes you want to hang out and you're kicking oh, back some more. And yeah. it's a little bit more pro. I, for me, the kind of stuff I want to make right now, I need that raw edgy, like youthful kick in yeah. the ass. Yeah. So I do think studio, the, your room makes a, a huge difference.
2: Yeah you know i think i think an external studio makes a big difference to to anybody no matter if you have all the time in the world or you don't have much time because you can you can still go there on like a on on a whim on a night and like go and do your thing i'm jealous
3: actually because i i just kind of starting to get situated here in berlin i don't i have my stuff in my bedroom and i don't like it yeah Uh, so i actually am in need i'm in dire need of like a a separate space. Yeah. yeah, if you're if and you're willing to do a it,
2: little bit of traveling and to just go and do your thing because maybe you have all day to do it, then it, yeah,
3: it's yeah. a big deal. And like Sam, like where Sam has his uh, stuff set up is like it's it's a there's a cool vibe. Like you get in there and you're like, it's yeah. it's distinctly different from having it in your apartment. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, you know?
0: totally. And uh, Well, I until i moved to berlin i always had the studio in my house i love being able to wake up and see that my gear is still there because like i said theft is a huge deal (laughs) man and the other part of it is is like you know what uh when the when the inspiration strikes you just want to go for it yep and uh so i've had my my studio externally from my house for fuck i think like three four years now at least and part of me kind of wishes that I could have the studio back at home again so I could just kind of... Yeah. Like, if you guys leave after the interview, I've had some wine. I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do this. Jam out. I mean, I got some gear here Honestly, jam that's out, but, yeah. to jam out.
3: that's what I was about to say, actually. I, I'm, I, if I... Once I get to the point where I do have a remote uh, studio, I'm I'm actually still going to have a satellite studio. Yeah, 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 yeah so like, you have to. And you, I mean, and you have some monitors and some stuff. I, I think that, that it's good to have some sort of setup so you can sketch something. Yeah. You know? And also if yeah. you
2: come back from the studio with like ideas or like, work on and it also like, maybe you want to change something then you can also have it A as well. Different environment. But the thing know? that I find most inspiring about the studio is like, when you have your studio, you open the door and you unlock that door, and you just you see your monitors and your computer, and you know that that is like that workspace to do that it's thing sacred that's in a sense. That's inspiring. That you know you've got nothing else nothing to else. do in that room. You're apart not there from to that. look at porn. You're not there. Well, well, it sounds like a
3: joke, <laughs> this is
0: 100 yeah. percent true. And this is this is a study I wrote I read years ago, and it's it's a proven fact. Like your brain is tricked to. Uh, respond to different things Like for example People When you go to a spa You automatically Check out and relax Those those of you That have been to a spa Because your brain is You're told That this is a relaxing place So yeah, like nah. if you check Into a beach resort In Cancun You know what you're, you're Expecting same with the bedroom. A lot of people that have problems, they're like, oh, I got insomnia. You don't have insomnia. Like, fucking one-tenth of you has insomnia. Yeah. The rest of you just have shitty eating habits or yep. shitty sleeping habits.
3: But you're looking if, at your phone too yeah. much. Yeah. Something.
0: Like, my bedroom back there, I'm never in there. I don't hang out in there. Yep. Like You, go you associate bedroom, it with sleep. It's sleep or, you know. Something else. Something else. Yep. Fucking. Yeah. Fucking. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, no, so, but I mean. Really, so for when those of you that like mystery, yeah. no, but like, uh, so that's what the bedrooms for, and therefore, when you go back there, you think in two things. Now, right. if you're a person like I get it, if you're in a dorm, you have to study there, you have to eat there, everything there, so it is harder to fall asleep. But that that is a proven fact that your brain adapts to a certain room. Oh, you definitely. I mean? like that's why a lot of people. They have to have a clean kitchen before they can cook because yeah. they associate well not only is it kind of gross as a cook but like you have to like a cl- it, that's what it's supposed to be you mm-hmm. know what i mean or like you go oh, to the I gym agree. to work out you don't go to the gym to sit on your phone and and, and text charlie yeah. or sam yeah. you know so it's
3: it no there's some psychology to it Yeah, sure mm-hmm.
0: how you guys doing you fading out you doing all right i'm it's getting
3: late. What do you say? We're How many more late? questions are
0: there? Well, I'm basically out. I was thinking You're about out. wrapping it up. Yo. You guys cool? Uh, I'm, 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 thought, I'm really hungry. I thought yeah. we were
3: going to do it in a couple more hours. <laughs> we can do a couple more. but we can Four do, hours. Set.
0: <laughs> we can do some crazy shit. Um, we'll, we'll, so we're we'll, I'm we're hungry yeah, now. Should we go fuck up some ramen? Kind of yeah, we're going to do something here. So we're going to wrap it up real shortly here. Let's do let's do some plugs. Oh yeah, um, there's
3: stuff that we should talk about. Um,
0: promo stuff. Let's start with Sam. Records, remixes, <laughs> podcasts, gigs. Um I just done this a string
2: of suite, remixes or? to pay the no. I've just done a string of remixes. For good friends. For good friends. <laughs> um, so they're gonna be coming out soon. Um, I've actually got a really Well, good what one. are they?
0: So so people or can you say anything yet? Um,
2: or? what have I done? A top secret. For this Marco Bailey, he's done like he's got a really good label going. He's had a bunch of great remixes. Shlomo recently, uh, Arnold Latexia, he's so I'm happy to be on board with that one. Then uh, Spencer Parker is gonna do something soon. I think that's gonna be after summer. I haven't got the parts to that yet, it's not finished, but that's gonna be soon. Happy to be back on work then. Um SK eleven
0: Series
2: is gonna be in late April the next release after that is the collaboration with matrix man which is going to be in late may okay and yeah. then um i'm not going to disclose anything but there's going to be another collaboration coming in september which is also in the works but i know that the person who i'm talking about wouldn't be happy if i said it on. Ah, that. Keep it so i'm going to keep that one a secret for now
0: awesome then- nice but it sounds like you got a busy spring release wise yep it's getting that way. What about uh, any podcasts or anything? Invites Choice, uh, 12th of April. Okay. Nice.
2: That's about it for now. Uh, What's up?
0: What about uh, next couple of weeks? You got any
2: gigs? You wanna... Gigs. Uh, Gare in Porto, in Portugal, with Dax J. And then at the end we got of. Dax? Yep. With Dax. Dax. Then at the end of the month is going to be Hangar in Dublin uh, for Techno and cans and a
0: figure nine. Of, s- super cool. I heard. Really? I I'm looking forward to I'd... that done it is it like a brick big brick spot or oh, i've never remember. been there i think oh, it's yeah, like I'm an arch like thing.
2: the like the arches or something like that i think okay. i've seen a place and it looks like an arch and the night after in that is the first of april and that's a figure night at village underground with jerome search right. and len Facky, of course len Facky. that'll be sick that's what's up and charlie
0: all right um, what do you got i Shit, what do I have? Well, you so, just had a record come out on Deck Mantle.
3: Yeah, and I'm supposed to do a third one with them soon-ish, in the next
0: couple of months. Um, is it done, or are you, is that still in the no, process?
3: It, it should have been done, um, but it, it's supposed to come out <laughs> once, right. uh, very soon. Uh,
0: get working.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly. I Don't hang get... around
0: with
3: me. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that, um, the record with Sam. I did vocals on a, a track for... For Honey Dijon, which is hilarious, I got I got I like big up honey, yeah big up honey, shout out to all yeah shout out to the black females holding it down in uh, house <laughs> house and techno music, you know what I'm saying like that I was stoked actually that was super cool she had me she basically well, you said had me you did vocals I did vocals for Honey <laughs> yeah. Dijon so Check again. yeah the, I know like, yeah no I, I basically got my uh, I I got my uh, I don't even know what the old school
0: hip hop side it yo.
3: not it wasn't, it wasn't rapping it's more well no but it, just more along like some the lines of some Prince shit. Like I, I just basically, oh. I basically, yeah. She was like that kind of shit like that. She no, not even no no singing. She was just she was just like, hey, what? Just say some cold. Just do some cold shit. What, the, what she said? What is some cold shit to say to a bitch? And I was like, okay, baby, I'm gonna enough. butter your biscuits. More more <laughs> more or less, yes, along those lines. But yeah, that was cool. And then um, I'll have a record coming out with Henning Bear. He's a cool dude. Yeah, um, for sure. I did I started some tracks with botica Haven't finished them but they're really cool. And there's actually a bunch of other stuff too that I'm forgetting, but more or less that's Oh, yeah, the the Depeche Mode shit comes out next month. Um, What's the
0: name of that album anyway? Spirit.
3: Spirit. And I did five remixes on the the bonus disc called the Jungle Spirit. So it's going to be mixes. five times five Matrix band remixes. Yeah, remixes. Mind you, remixes I did with the band. So it's like yeah. it's it's like a, it was so a collaboration. Really techno or one of them sounds like Basic Channel. The other one is full on drum and bass. The other one sounds like Portishead. It, really? The other one nice. sounds like Drex- wow. Drexia meets oh, Pink nice. Floyd. It's, it's it's fucking insanity, but that's um, interesting. It's
0: hilarious. Like that's awesome, though. You know, <laughs>
3: yeah, it's something cool. But, yeah. That's that And uh,
0: gigs Podcasts Gigs Whatever
3: so, uh, Yeah I'm always playing somewhere And doing, play, yeah. doing some shit <laughs> You got a heavy schedule right now yeah. I actually don't I literally don't I, I have terrible memory, So I don't know where I'm playing But I know I'm playing somewhere It's,
0: it's hard Like actually
3: a lot of times
0: I even forget on the show To mention that shit <laughs> Like, even where I'm playing, yeah. it's my show. That's what I should be doing is promoting myself. I just don't do it. Yeah. That being said, I got a remix coming out for Kevin well, Ambivalent destined. on my the label. to Kevin. Yeah. What up, Kevin? Kevin uh, <laughs> Kevin on enemy. That's uh, second or third week of March. I don't remember. I should right now, yeah. but I don't. Um, called Drag. And uh, let's see. I'm in Italy this weekend, Naples. After that, I'm back in LA. That'll be a good nice. one. Lots of Not excitement there with Jeff Derringer. Yeah, and um, you know, I don't remember where I'm at after that, but it's straight back to Europe. I got yeah. a few gigs there. Nice. Uh, any of us you're interested in, just to search on Facebook. I'm sure it's all there. Resident Advisor. Can yeah. we plug Resident Advisor? Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, Resident Instagram, Advisor, whatever. Snapchat. Yeah, Dustin you J Date. I don't. I don't snap. Oh, do
2: you not snap? You just use it for the I, record function.
0: I, you know, I tried it back in the day, um, and then I was. It it just didn't do it but for Instagram me. Instagram story, no you know, Instagram
3: story, kind of shut shut it down. Yeah, yeah you, know, it did. you know, it's like I'm well, not gonna I, open up two apps now yeah. to do it. You know, well, I,
0: I saw this interesting uh, infographic where it like it was like this fucking sharp slice where it just oh, they it wasn't c- just like oh, it took half the people. I think it was like ninety yeah, percent. or something. it was oh, no, they, in a case of like was, course of four months. Yeah, yeah, no, they they uh, they fucked things up. Yeah, well, but I mean, you, know, I I opened the Snapchat like years later, and it's like all this. You know ESPN MTV like it's a fucking TV guy. I'm like yeah. I don't know what the fuck is this. Yeah. I just wanted to see what stupid food my friends yeah. eating, shit <laughs> like that. You know, uh, whatever. Um, anything else you guys want to say before we wrap it no, up?
3: I think um, you know we're really excited um, for our, our record and yep. we're going to make some more tracks. Listening. And thank you for having us here.
0: Yeah, no, it was a great time. Um, Pick up. Oh shit! A, I forgot,
3: I'm playing snacks. I, I I don't think I'm supposed oh, to. Dude, that I'm not supposed to mention it because it's a little early. But I don't. I don't you don't, I don't give a fuck. fuck. Only only Damn. what like uh, only a hundred people probably listen to this podcast. Sure, just a uh, hundred. <laughs> <100. laughs>
0: I, I can cut out I later linked. if you want. But that is a badass <sighs> gig. Yeah, no, I'm stoked. Oh, yeah. You, you, you oh, you've been there before? Yeah, man. I had the recordings online. Uh, oh really? Snacks is, uh, in my opinion, the best party you can play at Bergheim. That's awesome. Really? So, we'll see and it. all all the legends are true. They're all true. Really? <laughs> we'll it uh, <laughs> to Smell them. All right. You guys have a good one. We'll talk Thank to you. you. Thank soon. you, Dustin. Thank Bye-bye. you, Dustin.